What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone of all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim, Brother Dave, and Super Dave. Super Dave, behave yourself. (laughs) Morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. As a reminder, anything and everything you hear on this podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just the men in this room's opinion. Episode 27 stats, we had 306 downloads, so good job, JR. You brought the noise. People wanted to hear it. Nice. That's great. I'm going to be a little bit more traditional today. It's time for the Dad Joke Challenge. (laughs) You're going to announce it? Yes. (laughs) Did you guys hear about the three tomatoes? No. Okay, there was a mother, a father, and a son, and the son just lagged behind and Fell down and went splat. You know what the dad said? Catch up, son. Oh, <laughs> catch up. I like it. <laughs> Come uh. on, you guys. That was, good. <laughs> that was, that was uh. kind of a rough start. I'm not sure. I don't know that mine's it's, any better, it's, though. So It's only uphill. From <laughs> right? Yeah. No, so we were shopping last weekend because, you know, Mother's Day is coming up this weekend. So we're at the grocery store and thought, oh, geez, you know, all the grocery stores have beer and liquor and stuff now. So... We grabbed a couple spirits there, and when we got to the checker and was checking out, the, the checker said, oh, I just need your ID, and I opened up my wallet, and my Blockbuster card fell out. She said, oh, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> my, my ketchup joke was much better. Much better. <laughs> That's funny, because there's going to be kids here that work here. Have no clue what that joke was about. Nope. Right. Oh, absolutely. Have no clue <laughs> what that joke ancient was about. History. Yep. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I got some more ancient history for you here. Does anybody know what Forrest Gump's computer password is? Run, Forrest, run. One, Forrest, one. <laughs> one, Forrest, one. <laughs> oh, man. Bam. Who's Forrest Gump? Yeah, right? Forrest right? Gump. Yeah. Uh, you guys know how trees get online? They get up and leave. They just log in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I like that. Nobody got my joke last week. It was... Way over everybody's head. My so pe- you went simple this week? My people pleaser joke. Like, I'm done pe- people pleasing, if that's okay with you guys. <laughs> my wife asked me if I was excited for the podcast today. And honestly, I've been a little disappointed because we bought those mic booms. And uh, you get what you pay for. Those things were not going to work out today. So yeah, here we are all leaning forward in our chairs again. Right. Oh, yeah. are they just cheap? They were cheap, and the brackets were a little bit, I kind of had to wedge it onto the table, and yeah, it just wasn't good. Okay. So we'll keep looking. We may have to increase the budget on those from $20 each to, I don't know. Maybe 30 <laughs> Maybe 50 I don't know. You, I don't you, know. Ne- you never know with Amazon. Yeah. It would be nice to be comfortable during these, that's for sure. Absolutely. Or more comfortable, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see, new drivers. We don't have any new drivers, but Grace Stutz has rejoined us. Is she part-time, temporary, or just part-time? Or she, She's part-time. She's trying to catch up on some of Mikey's paperwork oh, okay. that, the, that the other ladies, I, I don't know, ladies, the other team can't get to. Okay. And uh, I think she's just doing it from the house. It's all the work orders, Jan. Gotcha. And that is um, Ann's daughter. Right. Yep. Yep. Cool. Celebrations. Andrew Martinez hits two years tomorrow. Wow, uh, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Celebration time. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew does a good job for us, and 
he's usually pretty chipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. been doing a pretty cool gig these this last week. Has he been doing boulders or something? I I don't know how long he's been doing it. It's, I'm kind of out of the loop on it, but I know Randy set it up before he went in for his knee surgery uh, two days ago, which shout out to you, Randy. I hope things are going better. I kind of texted with him yesterday just checking on him, and he said he was doing pretty good for getting that other knee. So, uh, yeah, Andrew's been – we kind of picked up a little gig there we're loading at a metal recycling facility right across right. the river from Union, down there off Santa Fe and Union. And uh, we deliver it down to Pueblo, and then he's been running up to, like, I don't know, up there by Fair Play. I can't think of the name of the town. Picking up boulders and bringing them back local here and stuff like that. So okay. Kind of a down and back type run. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. Different for a rock trailer. Yep. Edwin Ramirez, his birthday is Friday. I don't know if you guys get to know Edwin very much, but uh, he's quite the character. Yeah? He, he always does these little impressions on the radio, and yeah, he's a funny guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> you would never know it. And then big news for the Portillo, Sergio Portillo and his wife, Bianca, just had a baby boy named Eden last night. Baby was 9.6 pounds. Uh, yeah, 9, 9 pounds, 6 ounces. Yep. <laughs> I've never had a baby before. <laughs> we were talking about burritos before. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, congratulations. A little bit of a tougher delivery. Uh, you know, we are praying for, for baby Eden and Bianca and Sergio. Everything looks good, but it was a little bit rougher than that first one. Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. Yeah, I just... I told him last night he texted me and I just said we'd send some prayers out. So everybody, if you guys had send some prayers his way, like Jam said, just a little bit of a rough delivery and they just need a little little help. That's all. A little lift. Yep. A little love. Everybody yep. show him a little love. Yep. <clears throat> Shout outs. Oh, I didn't tell you, you guys about this, but uh, Big Country, Steve Jackson, he witnessed uh, an adult beating up their child in a car yesterday. Wow. Yeah, so he called in. We pulled some video. We can't really see. And I think you're right, Jim. The license plate feature on Samsara, something's going on with that. I couldn't really get a plate. I thought I did, and then he actually wrote the plate number down. Oh, man. And then I was like, okay, this plate, yeah, something's going on. That feature's turned off. But anyway, back to giving Big Country a shout-out. He ended up coming in, and I had called because it happened in, like, Greenwood Village, and... I don't know. Who do you call on that? They're, they're driving. The car's going north on 225 now. Yeah. Like, I was on hold, and I just went out to the fuel. I was like, Steve, they're probably going to want to talk to you anyway. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So anyway, he texted me last night. He said he made the report. They found the address for the car, for the license plate that they that he gave them, and they're going to do a welfare check on that child. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. good, good stuff. Good dude. That says a lot about his character. He's like, you know, he's like... I'm not trying to cause trouble or make a big deal out of something that's not because if you get out of line, like, you know, kids get spankings, you know? He's like, but this wasn't a spanking. This was like smacking an adult over and over again. Wow. So he wasn't having it, Yeah. you know? And if you ever see big countries, big country for a reason, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a, he's a yeah. big guy. But yeah. doesn't that just lead back to just kind of paying attention to everything, yeah. your surroundings and all that? Yeah, and know your surroundings. You know, you, you may be... Maybe you saved a child's life or maybe a lot of years of yeah. abuse. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, good job, Steve. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, shout out to Thomas Morgan. He uh, he gave me a call the other day. He had a near myth <clears throat> coming southbound on Holly over here. He was making a left turn onto 56th, and he stops. And not even a second later, you just see this car hauling the mail down 56th. And mm. 
that most likely could have been a fatality. You know, oh, man. When he one, showed, yeah, sorry, Jim, go ahead. Oh, yeah, you're fine. If if it hit the tractor, that would have been really bad for Thomas Morgan because he would have been injured. Yeah. But if he had that trailer loaded, you know, across 56 there, that that would be worse than a brick wall. I mean, you're, that trailer is not moving. That person's dying. Yeah, right. lo- lo- loaded with power, powder. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I assume he was preloaded. But, uh, yeah, when he showed me that video, you know, he's sitting there by the 7-Eleven down there at 56th and Holly waiting to make a left, come into the yard, and – Man, his his light turns green, and there's like two seconds goes by, and he started to pull forward, and then the truck stops, and this car just blows through their yeah. red light. Yeah. And I mean, I can just envision because we've we've seen it, right? That that car would have hit about his fuel tank going. I mean, I would have told you that car cleared the intersection doing 50 at least. So I mean, that would have just hit that tank. You know, who knows what would have happened to Thomas? There's no airbags in those trucks on the sides, right? Right? Or, well, there's no airbags, period, in a truck. But right. yeah, I mean, man, he even with the seatbelt on, his head would have hit the side of the cab, the window. Yep. You know, who knows what debris off of the vehicle would have come up? Everybody would have been coated with fuel because the when I say the tank exploded, I don't mean like in a fiery ball of flames, but it would have just blown open. You know right. what I mean? And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, good job. I mean, they teach us in school. You know, and it was funny. I just went over that after Thomas showed me that. I went over that with my son. I've, I've mentioned this, I don't know how many times on the podcast. He's a new driver. And, uh, you know, they teach us in school before you clear any intersection, even if you have the right of way, even if you have the green light, before you go look left and look right. You know, and why do you look left first? It's closer. <laughs> if you that's can't the, make it across that one, you ain't making it across right. the well, other that's one. that's the first one that's going to hit you, right? right. So right. clear that one, right. then yeah. look right, and clear that one, and look left again, and, yeah. you know, continue proceeding. So, yeah. yeah. I was a little worried there with that long pause we had. I, <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, because you're going to get hit? I mean, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there. as you guys were reading that, it was, you know, just like Steve seeing the person in the car there again. You know, Thomas caught that. You got to gotta keep looking paying attention even though your light's green you don't trust that you know you've still got to look both ways yeah yeah i do the same thing in railroad crossings just because the arms are up i still don't believe that there's not a train that's coming you know i gotta make sure yeah visually look you know yeah it's kind of like where uh jam you were speaking to somebody the other day when we were talking that you noticed in the in the video that they never rechecked the trailer going around the corner right you know you're just you're just focused on the forward and you know you didn't glance in that mirror to make sure your your trailers you know not you know their motorcycle didn't sneak in a car didn't sneak in you're not cruising over the sidewalk whatever but yeah, yeah that continually looking you guys yeah that was a harsh turn we got a harsh turn alert mm. and those harsh turn alerts some of them are pretty harsh it's like okay you don't need to turn that hard but i probably wouldn't even talk to the driver but he never never looked to see where his trailer was at he just driving a pickup truck down the road you know yeah. So, but getting yeah. back to Thomas Morgan, I guess that's where the distracted driving pulls in. And I'm guilty to be at a red light and get on the phone for a second. But if you didn't take that extra time or you were distracted or even if you were talking on the phone and just so focused on your call and you didn't look or you see the green light, disaster. Excuse me. I think I got to sneeze. But anyway, Super Dave, you were talking about you know, even if you have the right-of-way, somebody once told me something about the right-of-way. Just because you have the right-of-way doesn't mean you want to be dead right. Right? <laughs> so you got the right-of-way, and you could go, but is it going to hurt you? Because people in Colorado aren't like where I grew up in New York. Out here, if you get the walk sign, you walk. Like, yeah. You know, 
you're waiting out of light, you're waiting for cars. That sign says walk, you're just it told me to walk out in New York, you will get killed quick just yeah. for walking. Yeah. That that walk sign makes you invincible around here, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, you had, Boulder. Yeah. It's oh, like Boulder they're challenging terrible. you to, right. yeah. to go. Hit me, that. I want some time off. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Darlene up at Firestone wanted to give a shout-out to Fernanda for doing a good job and paying attention. Dennis Viscara. Man, what can we say about this? So Love Dennis, man. Love Dennis. <laughs> I love Dennis. Dennis. Dennis has had so many problems with his keys. Didn't he, <laughs> he, didn't he lose his keys and you guys ended up, he found them in the freezer? He did, yeah, fr- he did. Refrigerator, yeah, yeah he, he called us, oh, I'm running late, running late. And I don't know, when he finally showed up, it was like, Dennis, where'd you find your keys? I don't want to tell you, Jim. You know, and he was like, I found him in the refrigerator. I'm like, Dennis. He's like, I think that's the last place I had him in my hands when uh, I got in the fridge. That's funny. Anyway, Wednesday, he left his car keys in his pickup truck. Well, at least we knew where they were. Yeah. Yeah, you could see them, you know. So he was like, ah, I think he was about to mobilize his wife and for her to bring spare keys and all this stuff. And Rosario Aladdin and Johnny Beret were there, and uh, they they got it open for him. Nice, you know? yeah, awesome, and, and some pretty good time, I understand. So I could see Aladdin knowing how to do that, <laughs> but Rosario and Johnny, I thought they were better. <laughs> <laughs> good uh, job, guys. Thanks. Yep. Tracy Holloway wants to give some shout outs, and just joking, Aladdin, he actually wants to give you a shout out. He said, it's hard to leave the truck better than you find it when it's already at the highest level it can be. With that being said, it was a pleasure to use Alan's truck this weekend. Nice work, driver. And then he wanted to give out to uh, Troy. He said it was great working side by side with Troy Hunt this week. Troy trained me in November, and to this day, he's always mentoring and teaching me every time I see or talk to him. Thank you, Troy, for making me a better driver for JFW. And then he left this cool little saying, JFW is doing great things. Stand tall and proud. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks, Tracy. We don't get to see you much when you, you fill in on your weekend, so miss you, man. Yep. Then uh, Don Keller wanted to give Ron Bugler a shout-out. Ron used his truck for cores, left his spot list, and it looked like it was detailed. So, wow, very cool. Yeah, I know we'll that. talk about it later here, but that's – that culture, this all has to do with what we're going to talk about a little bit later in the podcast. And it's good to see that culture just traveling along from truck to truck about yep. respect and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'd have to. St- <clears throat> you could almost take it as a, a challenge, you know, to, to leave that truck better uh, because you know it's going to make, uh, make a difference. Make right? somebody's right? day, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Leave the driver a mint on his dashboard or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> Fold his paper towels up into a swan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leave the little toilet paper folded uh, in a little point uh, stuff. Yeah, all that good stuff. Put yeah. some silverware in it. <laughs> Have his radio peaked in tune. <laughs> uh, but I think our culture's on fire right now. I mean, in the past almost four years I've been back, I'd say our culture is probably close to the best shape i've seen it if not the best shape so we don't have a lot of bad apples out there i think everybody's being pretty helpful those culture meetings we're doing is a good testimony to that nobody's come in here and been like wow i ran into a, an asshole today right so yeah true truly ambassadors and you know we've talked about a little if i don't get too far off is you know the is 
the guys out there, you guys out there, you're leading the charge now. You know, it might it might start a little bit up here on the interview with Super Dave and things, but that's what we're hearing more and more of is that you guys are leading the charge and and thank you. And I know we just brought up Troy as being a mentor and stuff here and then also to all the trainers and I know we mentioned that before too, but man, we just hear nothing but great things about the trainers, your your patience, your your knowledge and all that kind of stuff. So one more thank you to all the trainers. Yeah, the new guys have definitely been gushing on every trainer. It's it's so encouraging, so great to hear it. And then they even go as far as after the trainer discussion, they're talking about, you know, I'll be out in the yard trying to back in and somebody will just jump out and spot me and wave me back. Or, you know, like we mentioned, it was broke at the pit and three guys stopped to help me or whatever the case may be. And, you know, they're the ones that carry that torch. And, again, that's what, you know, later discussion here. So, Yep. Um, wanted to talk about last week, or actually on April 7th, we had a, a mirror-to-mirror accident on I-70 headed westbound, I think. Westbound. I think yeah, it was, Jim. was westbound. Yeah. Anyway, um, small little minor detail, minor thing, I should say. Our mirror on the passenger side of the truck got folded back. It didn't seem like there was any damage. They were getting ready to go through that you know, I-70 tunnel if you want to call it that. So our drivers didn't stop. And uh, we got a letter in the mail a few weeks later saying, hey, your driver that was in this truck at this time needs to come down to our office with the tractor because we're doing an investigation. So that just sounded like bad news, like somebody's going to get hit over the head. This was a Denver traffic investigation unit. So anyway, our drivers went down there and uh, things turned out all right. They were... You know, they definitely weren't trying to flee the scene. They just thought everything was cool. There's no big deal. There's no place to pull over. And to come to find out, there was no damage to the other truck either. Like, I thought surely their mirror got (laughs) smashed after all this. After you talked to them. Yeah, she just, yeah, it was a lady driving a May trucking truck. And Uh yeah, she just called in and, I mean, really for nothing. Wow. You know, so it ended up being good. Our guys, they were themselves when they went down there, and two two really good guys, you know. There's no way they were trying to cause mischief or harm, so that went well. So, But lesson learned, you got to stop. If you have any kind of accident, stop, make sure everything, just cover your butt. And that's what she told them before they left, like, cover your asses, guys, just stop, no matter yeah. what. So. Yeah, did you, did you happen to, when you spoke to him, Jam, I know when I watched the video on that, the truck never looked like it crossed the you know the dotted line, but it did move over a little bit, really close to us. Did they take that into consideration? Did the cameras help this time? I don't know what she took into consideration because I called. Mm-hmm. I called her like to try to early plea because our guy, one of our guys' license was on the line because yeah. fleeing the scene of an accident that is a major moving violation, and you will be excluded from our insurance policy. And Jim and Dave aren't going to insure you out of their own pockets. You know what I mean? We have to have insurance coverage for yeah, you. Yeah, I have to. <clears throat> so one of our guys' license were on the line. So I called, and she's like, oh, kind of like, hey, that, that's pretty sweet, but it doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> I mean, that, that was the bottom line, you know. Right. But I, th- I think between, you know, our drivers pleading their case and the call and 
They're not really being damaged, everything. Yeah, happen, had to happen with no damage. I mean, had to help with no damage. Right. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, Jam, a pat on your back. I mean, you went out of your way to call, to contact. You made a point to discuss with that, I'll say, detective or traffic she, investigator. Whatever detective she Unger. Was. Okay, Detective <laughs> Unger, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, when you're in those situations, you just don't want to sound like a goober like, oh, we're just trying to cover our butts right. type scenario. And I listened to the conversation. We were about to have a meeting and they called you and you were like, oh, I got to grab this, you know, and, and took it. And I think you did a great job. So we thank that. you for that. A lot of people, we've talked about this before too, that, you know, what may have cost them out on the road, like 20 minutes, we deal with for sometimes hours, days, right. weeks, or months, right? trying to collect through insurance or deal with other companies or whatever the case may be. And it's, there's a lot that gets handled in the backside. Yeah, and I mean, easy to fight for those guys. I mean, I keep saying those guys because it was a trainer and a trainee, right? Mm-hmm. Two good guys, though. I mean, we know one of them very well and the other one we met, but innocent, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was easy to fight for them. But the whole thing went good as far as, you know, I talked to her the first time. Then I was like, oh, well, let me look into this. Ten minutes later, I had a video for her because it was already pulled. Like, we had our shit together, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, there's no way this isn't our culture. We weren't trying to get out of anything. You know, it was a mistake for them to leave, but here's why. So, but thanks for yeah. the flowers, Dave. Yeah, and I, when when you did take the phone call, just like Dave said, I, I know Angie was up here, and when we were discussing it, and Angie said, you know, you were humble on the phone. And right. again, that, you know, I know those two guys were probably humble with the detective, but there again, it's probably not a bunch of excuses. Right. Yeah, we should have stopped. We should have screwed up. It's not like, I didn't know I hit mirrors. You know, the sun was in right. my eyes. And <laughs> right. that other driver, I could see him eating a donut. And he <laughs> right. swerved over. And like, no, we no damage. We thought it right. was okay. Yeah. Fess up your mess up. I mean, we yeah. did it a little late, but we did it. Yeah, we know? did it. And so. everybody knew about it. Yep. So, yeah. <clears throat> Another thing I wanted to talk about today is... The cameras, big surprise. They get talked about every week now. <laughs> but things we, are going we, really well. We have cameras? Topic. Yeah. Hot top. <laughs> yeah. Things are going really well with the cameras. But what I wanted to tell you, if you're, if you're a good, safe driver, just drive your truck, right? Don't worry about the cameras. These cameras are not supposed to be Big Brother watching you. We have guys that we haven't heard from in the last two years with the old cameras, you know, calling about, hey, you know, I've been trying to do the exact speed limit and, you know, it's stressful. And if I go a mile an hour over the five mile an hour grace, like I feel like I'm in trouble. And it's like, just go drive your truck. There's guys out there that are taking this thing very seriously and kudos to them. We got a couple drivers with a score of 100 and they're determined to keep that score. That is and, amazing. And that's their driving style. That's how they drive. You know, we have other guys that have like a 95 right that's a little bit of speeding and we're not encouraging you or telling you to go speed right but don't get so hung up on the cameras where it's ruining your day just go drive your truck if there's a big problem or if there's something that we need to concern ourselves with we're going to talk to you about it you know if we see a guy's doing 15 miles an hour over the speed limit every single place he goes that's a problem that's a problem you know if we got a guy that does eight miles an hour over the speed limit, we're probably not even going to know about it. So go drive your trucks, guys. Absolutely. Enjoy your days. Pretend the camera's not there. Really, at the end of the day, it's to protect you. You know, in the case of an accident or an incident, it's to exonerate you. We do have some cool coaching features. The speed and spacing, those are major causes of truck crashes. We want you to have a good following distance. We don't want you going speeding all over the place, but... 
We're not watching you with a fine tooth comb either. So, yeah, and, and just if I can add to that, Jim. Absolutely. And I know, you know, a lot of what I say or Dave says or even you guys, you know, you take it out of context. And and like you're saying, if you're a good driver, just drive your truck. And I know if I was driving my truck, if I, if I'm flowing with traffic and it's it's a 55 and we're running 65, and I have a safe distance, I'm running that. But I I think the the point to that is if you're in a 30 mile an hour zone and you're doing 40 or 45, that's a difference in the speed and where you're at. There's there's always a time and place for it. It's like, you know, coming down the mountain. You can drive every place else at, you know, 15 miles an hour over, 10 miles an hour, let's say, but you can't come down that hill over the speed limit. That's right. not the place for that. Right. And I mean, it, but I don't want to give, I'm not trying to sit here and go, okay, I'm going to give you, it's okay to speed on 270. That's not, that's not what we're saying. Right. You know? And yeah. The speed. Yeah. But there's flow of traffic. Is the flow of traffic doing 62, 68? I mean, you know what I mean? There's, there's yeah. flow of traffic, but there's also being in the left lane, going as hard as you can, passing everyone. Right. Is that the goal? No. no. But right. there's flow of traffic. I mean. Absolutely. I just used the term this morning and I've heard it years and years is the nine-year fine, ten-year mine from the state patrol or the police or whatever, you know. And that's not always true. Right. You know, that's not always the case, but it's a it's a generalization. Right. right? Use the good example. I've seen several <clears throat> speeding tickets one to five over yeah. on people's driving records. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, they but, use the state patrol uses that coming down the canyon because that's such a heavily traveled area between sure. Fry's Quarry and Blackhawk and all of that stuff up there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they've stopped truck after truck after truck, and they'll put on there, there's no ticket, but in their in their deal when they stop, and it goes against our CSA, one Same to five over or six to ten, you know, but it's not a point, it's not a, vi- it's not a ticket, it. it's not a fine, right? There's no money involved, but it goes against our CSA, so, you know, there's another gray area, so all the stuff we're talking about, you know, when I say that... One to nine, you're fine, and ten, you're mine. Well, guess what? I bet if you're running in a 75-mile-an-hour zone and you're running 84 miles an hour, pretty good odds you might get stopped and get a ticket, right? I mean, that's that's kind of that judgment call. I like so. the example you used this morning in our culture meeting with Joe. If you're doing nine miles an hour over in a school zone, <laughs> your ass is mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a right? problem, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's but, a place for everything. And like, and like Dave was saying, that CSA, that carries a safety score. Right. That's what goes against it. Yeah. That's what people are looking at. And window tint carries a safety score. Right. The seatbelt carries a safety score. Right. You know. So when you come back to the office and you're like, oh, the state trooper was so cool. He said this is no violation, but there's a violation code next to what he wrote you for. It's a violation. <laughs> it's a violation. <laughs> yeah. He didn't give me a violation. Actually, that's 395.2 CA1. You know, <laughs> that, that's a violation. <laughs> he gave you a CSA violation and not a ticket. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's not costing yeah, you yes. any money. It's not yeah, a traffic citation, but right. it's a CSA yeah. violation. Which yeah, some of the state on, patrol, I, I'm sorry, Dave, I, I don't even think they realize that right. it's, it's. There's a couple of them that the guys yeah. have had conversations with, and they're like, no. They this think isn't they're a helping ticket. us. Right. Here's my piece of paper. No, man, that's not helping us at all. By the way, the speed limit on 270 is 55 miles an hour, and you could talk flow of traffic if you want, but 72 on on 270 is too fast. Oh, heck yeah. yeah and we got some guys that are wow. on the mail on, on 270. But, but we have people pass us, you know, that early group just 
hauling ass jam in yeah. the morning when we come in on 270 you're like holy smokes and yeah, yeah we're running 65 right and it's like oh i got um, i'm in the way yeah yeah crazy yeah he uh I, I wanted to bring up because it it uh, just dawned on me too, which I think is a good deal, and I knew nothing about it. So I was talking to Veronica and her husband this morning, mm-hmm. and he just got his permit, and he's going to start school. And I, I probably have it wrong, but I think he has to do 160 hours of school, and he's going to go all day and try to get through it. But since the truck crash where the guy came down the hill and killed those, you have to do those hours. Right. There's no testing out. There's no getting out of it. They've changed that law and made it mandatory. Yeah, that started February 7th of this year. That's that's what he a, couldn't, couldn't certain, remember. Yep, a certain amount of classroom as well as a certain amount of uh, field work. So yeah. he's got to go through the class. Yeah. I mean, there's no getting around it. Yeah, but what, what a good, I mean, talk about not to get political, but less government or more government. Is that something that the government's done well? You know, because why should people not be trained? To me, it depends on what they're teaching. Yeah. Right? So if they're actually teaching people how to come down the hill safely and giving them good experience, then I'm for it. You know what, though, Jam? They don't. Not one driver I've talked to in interviews that is fresh out of school has ever gone down the mountain in a loaded truck. Since February 7th? They take them up to the Morrison exit, turn them around, and come back empty. They've never, not one person, I mean, and that's out of hundreds of people, has taken a loaded truck for their, like, practice or exam, or or not even exam, but, you know, training. Yes, for their training. It's funny, you used to see those trucks on the road all the time, and they seem like they're in more parking lots now, doing the majority of their training. I mean... Could you imagine piling five guys in the cab of a truck? Because they're all sleeper trucks going, all right, we're going to go up this hill and see how well you all do coming down. You know, And you're like, right. oh, my God, I bet that guy's got gray hair at the end of that week, day, month, yeah. whatever. It's like they need an emergency exit right? on the side yeah. of that sleeper. I, I huh? would be like, oh, my God, where's my parachute? I'm jumping out. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I remember I went through USTDS, United States Truck Driving School, and, yeah, we were getting a sleeper truck, and we go out. I remember going down to Monument and – I can't say how far up I-70 we went. And, I mean, they take the sleeper part out, and they put, like, bench seats in there. Oh, right. You know gotcha. I mean? So okay. it's like, yeah. yeah, you could fit three guys back there comfortably. Nice. You know, one in the driver's seat and then one, you know, the, the trainer in the jump seat. Yeah. Did they have seat belts back there? I believe they did. It was 20-something years ago, but I feel like they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, But c- correct me if I'm wrong, Jam. Because you've, uh, like on your concealed weapons permit, Mm -hmm. you know people that give those out without ever shooting a gun. Yeah, Colorado law doesn't require you to shoot to get your concealed weapons permit. And that's another thing, more government, less government. So, like, if I was out, you know, to come out and say, like, yeah, I'm for people having to have training to be able to carry a gun around now all of a sudden i would be anti-2a right so and i'm all about the second amendment and i want people to have their guns and you know but if you're going to carry a gun around town I, th- I think there should be some kind of training and not even trying to pump my class you know i want to make sure you're not going to kill somebody by accident make sure you kill the yeah. right person you know and, and that's what i was leading to on the truck so you like you know like hopefully it's changed since february a little bit dave but never carried a load right <laughs> you're in a truck right so to my point if they're if they're doing the right thing out there i think it's a good thing yeah you know because how many people do we have straight out of school that it's like okay you know now that there's not shifting involved i mean it's mm-hmm. i'd say it's a little easier probably you sure know? so 
Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, you guys, I did just did a drive yesterday with a fellow that had only like four months of experience. And so in school, they teach you not to shift when you're turning a corner across yeah. three lanes of traffic. So we're, we're turning left across Quebec and there is cars coming down on us in all three lanes, you know, and he's just staying in second gear, making his turn. I'm like, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go, you know, but that's what they're teaching them in school. Oh, well, they showed me not to shift in school. I said, so you're going to go across the railroad track in first gear and there's a train coming. Right. Because they tell you not to shift Should across railroad sure. tracks. Right. right. So I, I am a little bit jaded on what they are being taught in school so the guy that is out driving with his dad and he's got his permit and his dad is taking him everywhere he's going across the country or whatever and he's loaded he's in all weathers he's getting his hours in real live experience is is that better or worse than the school right the problem is is we don't know his dad do you know what i mean there's no like regulation like who's his dad yeah. is his dad qualified or is his dad teaching him the wrong thing and i understand what you're saying super like if he's getting that real good experience he could be the best driver ever that a school will never teach him how to be but we don't know his dad you know what i mean what about the other guys yeah dad? a lot of these guys say yeah when i did something wrong my dad came over and smacked me in the side of the arm <laughs> yeah yeah go yeah, down boom there's just always more to the training too i mean if you take a guy that he is struggling so hard to shift and we're about to cross a set of railroad tracks, I'd be like, don't shift gears because I don't want you to kill this. Leave it in neutral and sit here while the train's coming. We stand a little better chance. At least we'll get the cab across. Maybe the train will hit the trailer and take it off. You know what I mean? I mean, the but, rules should but there's, be. But there's that, that little neck. There's just always the next step, the mm -hmm. next portion. It's, it's no different than we train a person who's never dumped an end dump. We never teach him how I dump. We just don't. But we teach them how to set the brakes and do all that fiasco because we can actually create steps that way. Right. But we don't spend the time and, and go a step further. So on one hand, we're just like the school. We're just as guilty as the school. Right. Instead of telling them to shift gears and teaching them to get better, we're just like, nope, pull this valve, raise the trailer up, right. release it, push this valve, finish the dump. You know, instead of going, hey, let's use the pinch valve or Johnny Bar. Right. Running up tow materials coming out, release it, hold your foot on the foot brake. And, you know, I mean, there's just, there's always so much training. I mean, it doesn't matter where I'm at. There's just always more information. Right. Always more information. And that's just evolution. So you have that time frame. You know, I guess I'm kind of sticking up for the schools. But again, we're in the same boat, you know, with all the training we do. So it's tough. Two things. One, the rule should be don't miss a gear on a train track. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of don't change gears, don't miss a gear. Yeah. You know, just drive that home. And then uh, we did have one of the guys up in the culture meeting this week that said his trainer did go over like, okay, oh, I think it was Aladdin. Yes. He's like, okay, here's how you're going to learn how to dump, and then here's how I dump. Yep. You know what I mean? And really, you know, the pulling of the valves, that is very elementary. You know, that's good for a guy that needs to learn the steps. But if you want to be efficient and you want to be smooth, and you're going to learn how to use your foot pedal and your Johnny bar or yeah, your pinch that's valve. That's the, the one and only time so far that somebody has said, he showed me how to use my foot brake. Right. And, he, and he, when I dump, I always dump with my foot brake. I don't right. ever set a brake. Yeah. <laughs> right. but, but we're teaching everyone that. Right? That's my point Well, it's school, because they Dave. struggle, like Jam just said, they struggle with the steps. So you have to dumb it down a little bit. Just well, like they struggle shifting, yeah. going around a curve. Oh, man. Because so the we, truck's we, in a bind, we right? We pulled out of 53rd, 
and uh, got the green light, and he starts off in second gear, and he starts out, and he's making his right-hand turn. He goes southbound on Quebec. You know how quick that light changed? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and, yeah, that's a and light. He's like... still just driving out, and he gets into the into the lane and starts southbound. We had three cars come by, <laughs> waving with not all their fingers and honking. And I'm just like, oh man, right? It yeah. was a really long test drive. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna get off a subject here. It's kind of the same theory, but you talk about cars coming by, you know, waving without all their fingers and all that. I. My son had a swim meet this weekend when we have to volunteer for hours. So a lot of our volunteer time, you're timing in a swim lane with another person that, you know, if, if your significant other can't make it, you're with a stranger or, you know, maybe someone else from the team, whatever. This woman I got to timing with for, you're stuck there for four and a half hours, right? And uh, she proceeds to tell me how her 16-year-old has her driver's license. She's been driving, but scared to death of being on the highway. And, and she's like, oh, that's fine. You can get anywhere you want, not on the highway, and, you know, I, 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 I clamped down like I can't have the discussion I want to have with this person because my son, when he the day he got his permit, he's like, yeah, it kind of freaks me out getting on the highway. And I'm like, oh, OK, let's go for a drive. Like th- right then right. we get in the car. I'm two blocks from I-25. We get on 144th. We're starting to go over the highway. And I said, make a left. Let's get on the highway here. And his eyes got real big. And he's like, why? And I said, because you don't like it. We got to do it you got to figure out how to do totally. it. Totally. And you'll only figure it out if I teach you and help you through that. Mm-hmm. and Get him I mean, over his fear. Yeah. I mean, this kid's six months into, well, longer than that, eight, nine months into his license. He's had some hiccups. But, I mean, he goes everywhere now. Right. Like, everywhere. And I just thought to myself, is do I take the moment not knowing this person and give them my opinion or not? You know, because I can just picture, and then she gave me a story how this girl was merging just on, off 136 there where VMAC is, the, the swim place, and uh, <laughs> an elderly person passed her daughter <laughs> and was honking her horn and flipping her off. <laughs> and she said, Mom, I didn't know what to do. And, I, you know, I, it's just weird. So I'm not asking a question, but I'm just like, those are the people out there that we're driving with. Right. Everybody out there on the road. Those yeah. people could be on the road. And what's going to happen when that girl gets on the highway? Is she going to know, hey, this is an on-ramp, and at the end of it, I need to be going the same speed as the traffic. Has she been taught that? Yeah. You know, does she know how to exit a highway? Does she know the difference between the right, the middle, and the left lane? Or mm-hmm. There's yeah, just so much out there. You just nailed it. She needs to be taught that. Yeah. So let's just say she gets her license, she grows up, has to go to college in a couple years. Right. And still doesn't know how to merge onto a highway. Right. And then her mom <laughs> just told me they bought four magnets of the little yellow caution signs that says student driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, you need like a Band-Aid size, like a giant poster. <laughs> a wide load across student. the bumper yeah, kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Huh? Your child should just drive with her four ways on anywhere she goes. Well, she'll never be on the highway. No. Yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. like she shouldn't be on the highway. <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't that just crazy? So let me ask you this is a little bit off subject. I was going home the other day and man, there was a ton of traffic and there was this one car holding everybody up and everybody was trying to get, they were in the right lane. So that was cool. But everybody was getting stuck behind that car and then needed over, right? And the left lane was cruising pretty good. And, and anyway, I was in the left lane and let a couple cars out. Anyway, I was like, I wonder who's driving that car. And then I thought, well, I wonder how old they are. 
And I looked in, and it was really, you guys, it was just this old lady, like, driving Miss Daisy. Only Miss Daisy was driving. <laughs> and she had her both of her hands at 10 and 2 on the steering wheel and everything. And I felt a little bit, like, some empathy for her. Like, yeah. good for her. She's out getting around still. Yeah. And she has a right to drive that car on that road. And everybody should take it a little bit easy on her because she's trying her best. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because you you go back to the that always makes me emotional, Dave, on the on the the guy that lost their with the kids and yeah. lost their their on the subway. Mom subway. On the subway. Yeah. Well, that's what that lady's trying to get to the store because she lost her husband or right. going to the hospital to visit. She doesn't mm-hmm. like being on the highway. Right. It's that it's that whole story that you know we haven't we haven't walked in her shoes. Par- yeah, paradigm. It's your yeah. paradigm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Don't they call them blue hairs? They do, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing about that, and I, I believe me, I feel for that. You know what I mean? Where somebody all of a sudden they don't have the means to get around, and I think a lot of people drive a little bit longer than they should. You know? Yeah, it's that, like, that's true. My <clears> dad throat> was one of those people. It comes a point where it's dangerous, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and he he kind of drove his car into a ditch, <laughs> and the state trooper came to. He was called, you know, and he right. showed up and took his license away on the spot right yeah. and so i want to say years after that my dad would always say yep dave when i get my license back <laughs> like, no, dad, you're not gonna. Uh, <laughs> i'll probably screw the story up but scooby told me the same story about his dad dad had a little wreck and the officer took his dad's license and i'm pretty sure he just gave it to scooby later go here your dad shouldn't be driving i took his driver's license uh. But his dad remained pissed at the cop, huh. and he'd tell Scooby, "If I ever see that cop, I'm I'm going to get my license back. I'm, you know, I think maybe even whoop his ass if, huh. <laughs> if he found him. <laughs> guy took my license and didn't give it back, and it, huh. and it just worked out. But yeah, it's that's tough. Yeah, yeah. it is. Like, that getting old is not easy on anybody. You, you know, Jim. Too, I've driven my whole life. Even before I started driving trucks, I was the driver in high school. Yeah. You know who who wants to drive? And I'm like, I'll drive. You know, pile into my car, you know. And so when that time comes for me, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, oh, it's yeah. going to be devastating, yeah. isn't it, Dave? Yeah, especially yeah. for people that have been drivers all their lives, like mm-hmm. my mom. I mean, that's I've seen her be the happiest, you know, when she's driving. And I don't care how snow, how deep the snow was, what two-wheel <laughs> drive car. Yeah, four-wheel I mean, drive, big car, little car. Doesn't matter. I mean, she was she was coming to work, and she was driving in the snow. So, yeah. And that's, that's the way her parents raised her, though. You know, loves to drive. Yeah, yeah I wonder because I feel like my reflexes aren't what they were when I was 30. You know yeah. what I mean? And <clears throat> I'll be driving down the road, and I, I think some of it is just experience and being more cautious, but it's like, I mean, I used to change lanes quicker. I used to do everything faster in a car, and I think some of it is just being more responsible, but more of like, okay, well, what's it going to be like when I'm 70? You know, <laughs> right. how cautious am I going to be? You <laughs> how know? you doing, Daisy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So. You know, one last caveat to not caveat to that story, but another piece of that story is she mentioned the, this gal mentioned to me that uh, they like that. Well, she's a she moved here. They're from she's from California, went to school in Wyoming, but her and her husband have been here for 14 years now or something. But they go up to Lake McConaughey mm-hmm. and they stay on the beach up there. And I was like, oh, do you guys you have a camper or something? And she said, no, they have a pop up trailer that they pull. And she goes, my husband can't back it up. So I drive. And he said, she said, he's looked at me and she's like, you're just a natural at this. You're just so great. 
and I, we got to talking about where they go up at Lake McConaughey up there. For those of you that have been up there, when you cross the dam and go to the other side, which is the most popular side, the north side of the lake there at the east end, she calls that road the road of death <laughs> because it's there's no shoulders, right? It's the, the whole width of the lake is the length of the dam. And she told me a story how she was passing a semi while pulling that pop-up trailer. On the dam? That's what I said, Jim. <laughs> On the dam? And she's like, oh, yeah, he was going way too slow. And she was like, I just didn't realize how narrow that, that road was. That's the reason it's the road to death. And I'm like, well, maybe that was the choice you made. Right. You know. So then I was thankful, like, maybe your daughter has your dad's skills and not yours. And maybe that's a better thing. So, yeah, when I heard that story, I was like, there were so many things I just didn't say. Because I didn't know what to, like, oh, my God, everything she told me. I, I don't know if my face had that, oh, my God, expression, but that's sure what my mouth wanted to say. So. That's funny. Anyway. You, you're talking uh, about a guy that can't back a trailer up. There's a pretty cool meme out there. It says, don't ever cry about a man who can't back up a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a, that's a rough one, man. Uh, yeah, we... Uh, James and Erica, we had the trailer on doing some trash and stuff around the house this weekend, and I backed the trailer up our driveway, and James says, you know, I think to marry one of your daughters, that should be a prerequisite, <laughs> is if you can back a trailer up. And I'm like, so I missed my chance, James, making the back a trailer up? He's like, oh no, oh no, I can back the trailer up. I can back the trailer up. So. Man, you only got one left to, right? to right? do that on. Uh, that yeah, is a good litmus. That's yeah. a good litmus test, though. So. Yeah. Tyler Absolutely. can. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler does good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tyler does good. Yeah. All right, guys, moving on. Denver West. We just talked about how we're not super uptight about speeding, but don't speed down through Denver West either. So coming out of Fry, coming down the hill in that 45-mile-an-hour zone. But once you get to the bottom around that um, C-470 area, the speed limit 65 again, well, you'll have a little moment, momentum. Momentum? Yeah, momentum. momentum. You got yeah, it. You'll have a little. It just sounds funny. You'll have a little bit of momentum coming down that hill where your truck could do 85 miles an hour. Don't do what? that. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. You know, and I did talk to a driver the other day. He was he was hauling a mail. He was doing about 80, and I hit him up and I was like, "Hey, man, we can't do 80 through Denver West." And he's like, "Well, there was nobody in front of me, so I was just letting it Jake's Jake." I was like, "I get it. It's still too fast. That's a high profile area. That's where the people got killed. You know, let's not let's not." be out there looking that way so but to his point there was nobody in front of him so he had good yeah. following distance but yeah. it's just too fast so if you got to yeah. stop you're not getting stopped not at 80 you not know 80. as you always say there's nobody in front of you until there's somebody until, in front of yeah. you yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and it's back to the same thing is that it, it, is that the place for it obviously right. not right and is that you just said it earlier jim if you're a good driver don't worry about it is yeah. that being a good driver not really yeah yeah so there's that whole perception too, you know. It doesn't matter. So there's nobody in front of you. What about people going up the other side of the highway that looks over and sees you just barrel on the road, what a, right? What yeah. about the guy in the center lane and the right lane? That you <laughs> yeah, exactly. They weren't in front of you, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> now they're behind me. Now they're behind you. <laughs> there was nobody in front of you because you passed them all. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's you know let's let's break that trucker stigma. Yeah. yeah. Let's break it. Let's yeah. be better. And, and the other thing is, it didn't get you anywhere faster. Yeah. No, know? it really doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. So. Yeah, the steady Eddie wins the game. <clears throat> 
Next on the list is flipping people off while driving a JFW truck. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Not, I'm, I've never been guilty of that, Jam. I, I've, Me either. <laughs> you know, if you flip them off with your hand below the window line, nobody will ever know. But, Does my red company pick up with the JFW plates? On it count as a company vehicle. <laughs> uh, I know. I know the Jeep doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, with, with the, the words and pictures all over yeah. it. Right? Yeah, have you guys laugh. ever? Have you guys of. ever fielded a complaint call on the Jeep? <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> well, you would have taken it probably. Exactly. We would have passed it on to you. I, That's true. I got to say, you drive very well because every night I pass you going home. <laughs> See you, Jam. Hey, man, I'm, I'm decompressing on the way home. I like that right lane. I'm just watching the day off and get my thoughts together because, you know, it's time yeah. to change gears. But uh, we did have a situation last week, and I'll just tell you the whole story, minus names, but going down the road. <clears throat> Something happened with one of our drivers and a Calabrese driver. Uh, the Calabrese driver may or may not have initiated the problem, but by the time we filled at the call, our driver had flipped the Calabrese driver off, right? So pull the video, and sure enough, you know, we see one of our newer, younger guys just, you know, nothing was good about what we witnessed, and then he, he did end up flipping, flipping the Calabrese driver off, and sitting down and talking to him he was very humble and apologetic and he was embarrassed like he didn't he didn't like any of it any more than we did it didn't feel good to him at the time that he did it but at the end of the day he did it and he said you know he just got the better of me he got under my skin and i lost my cool right but what sucks is we work really hard every day not to have that perception Right. We work hard about being the company that's not flipping people off, that's in the right lane when we can be, that's not flying down the hill. All these things that we work on, a lot of that got undone in that moment with that Calabrese driver. He's not going to look at us like JFW is cool on their stool wherever they go. He's going to be like, JFW is assholes. You yep. know? And <clears throat> it just sucks because that's not who we are. And how cool would it have been if our driver just backed off, maybe even flashed his lights, let that Calabrese driver over, that Calabrese driver would have been like, wow, JFW, they're on they're on another level. And maybe that person in that blue truck would have been like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. Right. You know what? I'm even going to tell my friends JFW was cool to me today. Exactly. Not like, yeah, I ran into JFW and those yeah. guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, not a cool thing. The truck says JFW on it, not my first and last name, not your first and last name. It's not a good image for the company. And, I mean, everyone's entitled to a little bit of a faux pas, but yeah. that, that's really not going to be tolerated. We all so, screw up. Yeah. But, Super Dave, why do we call it the high road? Right. That's it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, because the view is unparalleled. The scenery is outstanding, and everybody <laughs> waves using all their fingers, right? Yeah, I you mean, got it. <laughs> if, if like a when a new person comes to work here, one of the things that we've seen so many of them say is, "Oh, I've seen your guys, I've seen your trucks, I've seen you know how clean they are, or whatever." I guarantee you, if they saw jerk after jerk after jerk on the road, they wouldn't want to come to work here, right? So that's the reason we talk about it all the time. Talk about being better, taking that high road. You know, in that scenario, Jam, I can, I can go to biblical terms on it. And you know, my 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 uh, uh, education, <laughs> my education in that arena, right, is pretty pretty minimal. But uh, that's like living your life an eye for an eye. Right. 
You know what I mean? If we all lived our life an eye for an eye, pretty soon the world would be blind. Yep. You know, so at a certain point, I, you, you know, it comes with age. We talk about that in here too as well, right? This was a young guy, you know, I don't want to say learning the ropes because he's got some great experience, doing a great job for us. But uh, I think the older you get, the easier that is to absorb. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, yeah. yep, I'm going to let him over. You flash yeah. your lights and and you're the stud. Right. You just right. you just took control right. of a <laughs> shitty situation and you became the rock star, right? Yep. Where where how how he took the situation is like, that's BS. I'm not going to let that happen. Right. You know, F you. I'm not going to let you right. jump in line in front of me, you right. know, type scenario. So, right. yeah. Con- control and power. But the thing is, is when, when he flipped that other driver off, he gave the Calabrese driver the power. The power. Yeah, Absolutely. Right on. Where, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's an ego thing when you're younger. You know, yeah. you, it you is. puff your chest out and you want to kick some butt and yeah. it doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's the reason it's easier. That's the reason, you know, when I say getting older, wiser, right? right? It's just easier. And it just, I don't know, it just looks so cool because I love that when you see somebody being a jerk and you know you make the room because you know they need it over you've watched everything transpire you right. know what's you've read the book you're watching it unfold now and you just take control of it and to, that's the high road to me i mean call me lazy it's an energy thing for me right i don't have the energy for that yeah you know what i mean like and if you watch him driving down the road he does lean forward while he's driving anyway but the look in his face is not relaxed he's not cadillacking he's not having a good time He's tense. Yeah. I don't have the energy for that. I'm just trying to go deliver a load or get to my house. I don't care if Super Dave blows my doors off on the way home. I'm gonna beat him home. I'm gonna beat him home anyway. He lives way north than, than I do. You know what I mean? Like I'm just taking my time getting my thoughts. Maybe together. that's why I'm going so fast, because I've got another twenty miles. Yeah, you just you just miss Jackie. You wanna get home as fast as you can. I'm almost at my door already. Right. But yeah, I just don't have the energy. It's not part of my mission. I've talked to, to, to you guys about that before. Is flipping that Calabrese driver off part of my mission? Is that going to help me deliver this load? Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to pass on that. Yeah, and you can't, uh, you know, listen to all you guys talk and think about the situation, Jamma. I think about, you know, like Dave said, where you just let the let the person go, let the truck go. It's back to what we preach to, and you can't do it in the middle of the highway, but just stop. Right. Just, just stop. Stop your nonsense. Yeah, yeah. stop and just, <laughs> right. you know, and 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 break. You know, flash your lights. Just stops. Like, what am I? What am I wasting my energy for? Right. right. And and so yeah, you guys. And it's the same difference as someone who cuts you off, and all of a sudden you're like, that's BS, and you you roll up on them, and right. then you're tailgating them. Right. You know, and then it's like, oh, next response is they're gonna break check you. And then you have the panic, oh shit, break moment. Right. And you're you fall way back, and you're like. <laughs> What was I thinking? Yeah, now you're in a road rage situation. Right. Everybody loses. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we've got that on video, don't we, Jim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, you, and we're, we've all done I've done it. I've flipped somebody off. I've, I've, I've tailgated. I've done all that. You know, and, and so we're not telling you that we're better than you are or because we, we've done it and, and now we don't do it. But the thing is, is we're telling you that if you don't do that, you are better. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's what we've learned. Mm-hmm. This is the better thing. And when we drive out there, we try to do it a better way. And all those little little things stack up. Yep. If everyone was just a little bit more courteous, there would be no instances like that. That yep. Calabrese driver probably could have been more courteous, and our guy probably could have been more courteous. 
you would add two courteous professional drivers going down the road. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Enjoying themselves. Yep. And the whole public wouldn't have witnessed any of that. Right. Right? Exactly. Because you know there was someone that oh, saw yeah. that. Like, oh, look yeah. At Somebody these had two. to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, look at these two fighting for yeah. lane position. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, speaking of courteous, we need to be courteous to each other, uh, especially in the pits. I got a call from Rick Ray the other day. He had showed up at pit 28 a little bit early. They don't start loading until 7. He was being courteous to the pit and pulled off to the side for, to wait for them to get ready for their day. And then here comes three of our guys just <clears throat> rolling in, just never even checked on him. You know, maybe he was pulled over for a breakdown or they didn't care. They just wanted to get in line and be first and, you know, be courteous, guys, especially towards each other and, and in the pits. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't. You know, we talk, we talk about our culture, and all these next questions are kind of about our culture and where we're leading up to. And just to pass somebody is, is not our culture. You know, hey, do you need out? Are you broke down? Are you okay? And yet we've grown to hear that, that, you know, hey, this guy stopped. This guy did this. This guy helped me out. I told him I didn't need any help, and yet we still stopped and, and did that. So we're bragging about our culture growing, and... Back the whole thing, we can be better yep. by not by not doing this. Yep. And like I said, for the most part, our culture is great. Exactly. You know, here's an instance where we need a lot of work. That's yeah. All. So. Yeah, and I, I'm probably guilty too. I mean, I, I, if you're coming up on an end dump, you know, unless you're you're really paying attention and you know exactly that it's one of ours until you get past it, you may not know it's one of ours. I know they're they're <laughs> shiny. And they're red. pretty distinctive <laughs> in the back, you know, with the way the taillights are designed and stuff. So that's kind of a poor excuse, but it's possible, right? You right. could be talking on the phone or on the C B with your buddy or whatever the case is, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you pass a truck. Oh, I you know, I'm pulling in here to tear in or scale in or whatever the case may be and not really realize it. So it you know, it, it might be that paradigm that we talked about where they didn't even know it until it was too late so it's about communication so yeah. if you know if that were communicated like hey i'm waiting out here because the pit doesn't open until seven let me in front of you guys because yeah. <laughs> right. i was doing it right so. yes yeah <clears throat> jim you want to take the next one here yeah about the attrition or the you know people leaving and stuff and how yeah. we talked about it last week yeah, yeah jim you know we i kind of dove into it last week and and pushed a little bit to talk about the people leaving and being transparent with everybody because you know we we've been thought of as that we're just firing everybody or we have this going on or that going on and what happened to this person and what happened to that person so I dove into it a little bit or we all did last week and talked about the people that were leaving and you know they're welcome back and stuff like that and we got a little feedback that you know Maybe we don't talk enough about the drivers that are here. And, you know, I know we talked about John a little bit last week coming back from his uh, shoulder surgery. And and we talk about different people. And, you know, I have to, I guess I'm going to say, um, you know, I told you guys last week that I've been trying not to say sorry, but to be more grateful. Hey, I'm sorry for being late. I'll say to you, thank you. You know, thank you for waiting for me. And so in this situation, when somebody's feeling left out, and instead of me going, hey, I'm sorry you were left out, I want to tell you, thank you for speaking up and saying you're feeling left out because that's important. And we do try to touch everybody. And, and if we've missed you, 
you know, thank you for saying something. And every one of you out there are, are important. And we we have a lot of different programs and a, and a lot of different ways. And it, it may not mean be personally out there, you know, greeting you at the fuel pumps. But we have Scooby and JR and Jam and Super Dave, you know, out there. And Pat. Pat, you know, and, and I was going to say, Dave, because the West Side guys, I, I don't ever get to see them. Right. You know, I mean, uh, when, the, when they come in here and we get to see them and, and say something to them and they're broke down, like, hey, I, I haven't seen you forever, you know, and it's nice. So, yeah, guys, we're, we're trying to get to everybody, and thank you for, for speaking up. And if you've been, been left out, you know, we'll, we'll get to you. We apologize. Yeah, and I feel like we just cover a lot on this podcast. You know, and last week we wanted to cover why people leave, why we let people go, where they might be moving on to in their lives. It's not a shot on anybody that still works here. We have a whole shout out section on the podcast to give people props, right? We've 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 talked a lot about people doing good. Do we miss people? Yeah, and and I'll kind of get into that in my final thoughts later on. We can't. I feel like sometimes we can't do one thing without rubbing another person wrong you know you always say jim yeah. pull this lever push that one it yeah. pushes that one and yeah. it's always so, a reflex right you know if we didn't do something this week well maybe we'll get to it the next week and i'm not mad that this person brought that up you know because we do have a lot of good people that 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 work here you know but a couple people that are leaving are also good people that did really a good job and mm-hmm. we want to say thank you you know what i mean and that comes down to the expressed opinions as well Absolutely. So, yeah. I'm thankful for the feedback because yeah. we can't be better without the feedback. So right. don't stop. Keep it coming. I mean, that's the only way anyone gets better. True. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I have the, are we going <laughs> to go to the, the Tony one? You can. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Tony out there um, and, and all for all you guys. Um, he sent me a, a rap song from Nipsey Hussle. And it's a good poem or a good rap piece. And uh, I thought it was his. No, it was. Oh, that is hilarious! I thought <laughs> Tony wrote that. No, uh, I don't know that it's a song either. I think it's just something. Just he, a poem? He wrote. Is it a rap yeah, poem? Something he said. Yeah. So I, you know, I joked a little bit back and forth with uh, Tony about the text. Is you know, I don't think anybody's going to believe that I'm listening to to Nipsey Hustle. And, he, <laughs> and, and um, you know, I read the poem or read it and. I don't do it justice the way I read. So if you guys have a chance to look up the, the poem or the song or, or from Nipsey Hussle, you know, please take the, the time because it is a good piece, a good explanation of his life. And he was killed, I believe, back earlier in the 2000s, just as his career started to go off, uh, you know, start and go to stardom. So anyway, shout out to Tony, you know, for sending me that piece. I enjoyed reading it. And, and if anybody gets to it, please, please look him up. Nipsey Hussle, you guys. Tony, I think from now on you need to send us your own rap songs that you wrote. Yeah. <laughs> so would it be Tony Hustle? Tony Hustle. <laughs> Whenever you say that name, Jim, all I think of is Nipsey Russell. And he was that comedian right, back in like right. the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did look up Nipsey Hustle's full name, and I know why he goes by Nipsey Hustle because it's a mouthful. There's, there's a lot of names there. Uh, yeah. It always sounds backwards to me, like, you know, you need to switch instead of the Nipsey Hustle. It needs to be Hipsey Nussle or something. <laughs> you know, like like something got screwed up there. Oh man, you guys are so white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't have much rhythm. I'm not going to do it justice, Jim. If I if I if I read it, uh, keep it going, Jim. Keep it going. Dave's going to bust a beat here in a minute. Yes. Start his start mic tapping. is his mic is set up. He's he's getting ready. Uh, what do we got? What do we got next, Jim? Uh, culture. Yeah. So we we've been talking a little bit about that, right? And um, you know. To start off, I want to tell everybody thank you because uh, we've gotten so much feedback, and, and Jam said it several times during the podcast. We're we're doing well or good or better, or it's it's a thing now. Yeah. It's it's a movement, and we've heard that several times. But what we keep passing along, and I and I wanted to, from my point of view, is when it when it gets to you guys, you guys have to keep carrying it. You know, if we. If we rolled the the ball to you, don't just stop and walk away. Keep rolling it for us, you know. And 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 for some of you guys, it'll it'll be easy, and some of you won't. And hopefully, that'll make you better. You know, I, I struggle with my own things with with anger and that you know wanting to flip somebody off. And when I do, just stop and let it go and don't waste my energy. You know, I, I'm better for it. And and that's that's my culture and that's the culture here and. So far, you guys, man, you're you're making my heart huge when I hear the feedback on on how our culture's going, right, guys? Yeah, so, yeah. I just want to throw a, a shout out to Super Dave because he's yeah. the one that brings everybody in in these interviews, and he reads our creed and he explains it yeah. and perpetuates to everyone the goal, you know. And and then in these culture meetings that we've been having with the new guys, you know, we've been through two or three of them. It wasn't until Dave spoke up at one of them and said, you know, it's really up to you to carry that torch. We've right. passed it on to you. The culture comes from you. You're you're part of the Kool-Aid now. You're not just drinking it. You're part you're helping make the Kool-Aid was his phrase. Yeah. You're mixing the Kool-Aid that we're all drinking. So yeah, we're all saying the same thing here, you know, not to put words in anybody's mouth at all, but yeah, it's up to when I say us, we together, just like our creed. Everything is together. We can we can kill our culture or we can make it thrive. And the goal is to make it thrive. No one wants to be in a dead culture, that's for sure. Yeah, I was going to bring up Super Dave myself because <clears throat> he says it like he sells the culture yes. in the interview. Yes. And then it's up to us to deliver it, you know. So. Yeah. I tell you, I love the compliment. And Vitaly, uh, our good friend Vitaly Dudka, who... Um, he said it many times, but it's what I really want to hear from somebody when we do have a review or we talk to them or follow up or whatever. He said, Dave, everything you explained to me in the interview was exactly true. And that means all of us, the whole team, everybody working here at JFW is following through with that positive energy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, that's great. And the, you know, you just mentioned it, Dave, starting with Super Dave and absolutely, you know, that that ambassador and starting that. And then we've started the program with JR to help the trainers out with that program. He's preaching our culture. Yep, the you orientation. Kick, yeah, the orientation. You kick them out with a trainer and they're just just smashing that that culture. You know, they, we've gotten such great feedback. Yeah, we haven't had one interview that they're just not gushing on the trainers. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we're doing the, the follow-up where we're where we're uh, the practical part of it, we're doing a test, and that's that's to make sure you have all the tools to still continue with our culture. 
And then, and then, yeah, I mean, like you said, not to say the same thing, but then we give you the ball. We give you that torch, you know, and it's, let's said, instead of letting that torch just burn dimly, right. you know, can you, can you take that torch and that Olympic runner lighting that big, that big torch, can you raise it up and carry it for us? And, and you know, it, it's like we're asking something else, but if you just do it the right way, just like being a good driver and not worrying about that camera, that torch will shine. Yeah. You know, in, in that situation where we were having that altercation with the Calabrese driver, did we not just take the torch, throw it out the window like a used cigarette butt, flip that driver <laughs> off and cut him off and be like, I'm out. <laughs> you know, what, what culture was that? That's that was, not, that's not our culture. That was not honest value. Yep. That was not honest value for those we serve together. That was not honest value. Was it Dave? And that's the thing we're together. And that's the thing that that has to be remembered when when you just yourself the I part are in that situation you have to remember you're you're a team we're all out there when 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 something goes south and and you've you're portraying yourself in a poor light you're portraying JFW in a poor light that yep. we all that that's a cancer that just coats every one of us and it becomes ugly and cancer spreads fast it spreads so fast and it's so ugly, but that that good side, that is a constant evolution. It is just constantly being talked about, constantly being pushed. There's no effort to spread cancer. It just happens. It's ugly, right? But but to stay on the positive side, that's hard work, and we have to continue to do that. The cool thing about our culture is we had a situation with the driver that flipped off Calabrese, but then we talked about it, and that driver understands our culture more. Oh, He's oh, going to appreciate it. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, because yeah. we, together, we screwed up. Jack. Right. We flipped that driver off. Not yeah. that driver. We did that because yeah. we haven't given him the tools to, to deal with that. And yeah. then we we just spoke to him and go, how can we be better? Right. And I, I together. Know how, together. I know how that yeah. conversation went. You know, and, and when you, you pick on those or you talk about the groups, Dave, it's the brotherhood. It's the sisterhood. It's that group that you've tainted. And we've talked about it a couple of podcasts back about how that looks on that that Marine or with the Marine license or anything like that. And, and you know, it, is it easy? No. And I guess that's when we talk about the high road and the low road. Is any of this we talk about easy, you guys? Nothing. No, nothing's easy about nothing anything. Easy. Right? Life ain't easy, man. Yeah. man it, it, it is yeah. not. But to be that better person, no matter how hard it is, the the joy you get out of of that and not the waste of energy right <laughs> absolutely so you have the energy to hug your wife and and kids and you know come in the next morning with a great attitude to start off the morning yeah but it's we get it you guys it is not easy uh. i just think it's tough too for some people to see the team aspect the together portion you know and and not realize it's being selfish on the I side. You know, it's what I want. It's what me. It's what I need. It's it's mine. It's you know sure. what I mean. That when it's singular, it's selfish. When yep. it's together, it's team oriented. You know, and we talk about the team all the time, right? We use stupid football analogies here all the time, right? Russell Wilson isn't going to take the Broncos to a Super Bowl by himself. If the only thing they change this year is Russell Wilson, they won't go to the Super Bowl or have a winning season just by changing one thing. They have changed so many things. So many players on offense, defense, you know, you just everything. And I guess that's my point. 
together they're trying to make a difference, right? Yeah. It may take a great person to start that, but we have so many great people here already. Absolutely. We're just carrying it. We're just conveying it on to the next person. So, yeah. yeah. We have so many people with with the secret sauce, Dave. Oh, right. And we just need to put it all in that one sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're not just making Kool-Aid. They're like serving it to others and it's in different flavors. And (laughs) it's great, right? Yeah, no doubt. Hate to cut this part short, but Super Dave has to leave in a few minutes. I want to make sure we get that high road haul in him before you go. Oh, good. Oh, you want to do that? Do you got to leave in like three minutes? I do. Yeah, so let's do we'll that. Kick, yes. kick out that high road hauling. <laughs> kick it's, it. it's the high road. Kick it, yeah. yeah. Right on. Well, it's it's kind of a short one today, too, so that'll work for three minutes. But it's pretty good, actually, because we all go to this school. I know there's a lot of people that haven't finished school or they haven't gone to college, but everybody goes to the school of life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you're young, you have many dreams. We, we want to go out. We want to change the world. We want to make our mark, even if it's the tiniest way. We start young. We, we want to grow up and be a policeman or a fireman or a model or an actor. As we get older, we think more like maybe oh, a doctor, a businessman, or even president. As we get older, the road of life takes us all on quite a journey. The journey cr- changes with you. As you grow, as you learn, as you become more comfortable with yourself, when you change on the inside, the outside falls into place. The sooner you learn this, the better that road of life becomes. A 13th century poet named Rumi once said, Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. Here are some life lessons that you should learn early to smooth out your road. Be patient because change takes time. So allow yourself all the time you need to grow. So the first one on the list here is uh, your entire life can change in an instant. Do not take what you have for granted. Be grateful for it and do whatever good you can with it. We often forget this. It lingers in the space we cannot touch. And in the blink of an eye, our most precious blessings can be stripped from us. Family, home, health, love, and most precious of all, life. So always remember to uh, don't take for granted what you have today. Um, Number two, it's also okay to feel lost on the road sometimes. You owe nothing to yourself, to your younger self, I'm sorry. You owe everything to your present self. Life is transformative. It is not a straight line from A to B, and it is a journey of self-discovery and creation. Number three, action breeds more clarity than thought. You can't think your way into a new life. You have to act your way into one. So how do you find out what you actually want in life? You look at what you think you want and then take action towards it. When you take action, you quickly realize that it is your passion or maybe not. Chasing happiness will lead you to misery. Number four, you must realize happiness is not a paradise island we must go looking for. It is a rose that is found in your heart and it doesn't grow unless you water it every morning when you start your day. And it doesn't take much to be happy. Practice being present, be accepting of whatever happens, and do something every day that brings joy to your heart. Number five, if you wanna change the trajectory of your life, remember this. Commitment is what gets you started. Consistency is what gets you somewhere, and persistence is what keeps you going. There is a thin line standing between where you are today and where you will be tomorrow. 
The hinge that connects the two is the one small habit you repeat every single day. If you lean into bad habits or neglect the good ones, you will break down little by little, day by day. But if you practice good habits, you will build yourself up little by little, day by day. Um, and the quote this week, you guys, is when you're finished changing, you are finished hmm. by Benjamin Franklin. Boy, so. isn't that the truth, Dave? What a great quote. Yeah. When you're finished changing, you're finished. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Ben Franklin. He was a wise dude. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, He's awesome. another one of good quotes. Yeah. Wise man. Yep. Because I bet he worked on himself. I bet he did. <laughs> yep. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening today. And I'm off to uh, do an interview. So good job, Super. Have, thanks, a, Dave. have a great day. Do you have any closing, closing thoughts, right quick? Or I don't thought. Got to bail. Uh, I don't know. Just keep thinking about that high road hauling, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's good stuff. Good good Super stuff. Dave's about to go introduce a JFW culture to somebody new. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Be that ambassador, the, the first touch. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for all you do for us, Super. Well, thank you. Couldn't do it with all, without all of you guys. It's, it's a group effort. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Next on the list is uh, the PTO system. So how do the trailers go up in the air? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to back up. I don't know if we, we missed it, but the Coors scale tickets at the dairy. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just down below. Yeah, we, we moved all, it yeah, down. Just, yeah. Oh. Yeah, there was a uh, maybe I don't copy have and paste. Well, the latest version. I don't know. Either. No, we, I, okay. just, I just crossed it out. I asked earlier, Dave. It was my, my deal. So it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we're going to yeah. talk about, yeah. Yeah. Talk about yeah. the scales it. at the dairies when we're all in the Coors screen. So. <laughs> First, we're going to talk about the hydraulic system. No, I'm Awkward. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, mean the, you mean the power takeoff button or yeah. the paid time off? Oh, the paid time off. It gets confusing. PTO, power takeoff, paid time <laughs> off. So one thing that we're learning in the culture meetings is people don't understand the PTO program. And that's because it's a little complicated. It is. You know, it's great, but it's not so simple. So, and even it's funny, it's like we ask the guys, do you understand how the PTO program works? And they're like shaking their head no, and we're like, either do we. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and not to complicate it some more, Jam, but the reason it kind of got complicated is because Colorado put those mandatory right. sick days in there. Yes. And we all had to comply. and. We tried to step up and comply by preloading them, yes. by, by putting them in there. And I'll, I'll let you continue. No, actually, that's a great point because I wasn't going to dive into the history of how it all happened. But it used to be you would work here for a year, and on your one-year anniversary, you would get five paid days off. Not only that, but it was like based on eight hours or something. <laughs> it, was, right. yeah. it was like a guy would go on vacation for a week and then feel like he's punished when he gets back because now he's – He's behind. Right. You know, so we changed all that at the same time. You now get your average. But it used to be five days at a year, five days at two years, five days at three years, <laughs> five days at four years, and then I think 10 days at five years. Yes. Right? So you'd have one week basically until you had your five-year anniversary. <clears throat> so we met. Did we have the steering committee in place already? I think it was right before that we met – might have had the steering committee, or there was a lot of hands in it anyway. I, I don't know that it was called the steering committee, but we had a committee. We had a committee. It was basically every one of every department, and yep. then we added a couple people yes. at different times. So because Joanne, it was like Joanne's first week, and yes. she sat there silent, and then we were all we were all about to agree on it. She 
popped up with this great point. Like, you, I don't think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so what was funny, though, is we came out with this kick-ass PTO program. And then one day, Jim's like, we got to change the whole thing. Polis just put this thing in effect. In Colorado, every 30 hours that somebody works, it's mandatory they have one hour sick time, right? So we had to kind of, we thought we had to revamp the whole thing. But what we ended up doing, because one hour to every 30 hours up to 48 hours, we figured it's six days of PTO, right? So now we just, we didn't want to track your hours and do all this stuff. So now we were like, okay, we're going to preload your six sick days right right up front. When you walk in the door, you get six days of PTO. Now, those days are not all for the use in the first week because we've had people be here for two months and want to take six days paid off. Well, you, you can't do that because you haven't worked all that time yet to actually have those, but it's just because easier. Because it's the law. It's the law, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we went above the law. We, we were better the than the law. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and just to, I don't mean to jump in there, Jam, but just to clarify, because a lot of that is confusing when we sit down with these new guys. That's just the first year you work here. Right. Yeah. That's never in place from there on after. So you're right. at the end of your one year, when you're starting into your two years, when you have your one year anniversary, you get those six days, you can take them the next week as long yep. as you've put in your seven days notice and yep. you can have them all. That's, yep. that's up to you. So just when you very first start coming to work for JFW, yep. is we, that that you have to meet that criteria? Yeah, we meter those your first year. Yep. After your first year, we feel like you've earned it. Yep. Just like before, when you worked here a year, you got five days. Now you work here a year, you get six days. Yep. Absolutely. You know, but those are still considered the preloaded, mandatory, state-mandated yes. days and all that stuff, yes. right? So every year on your anniversary, you get six days of PTO. In addition to that, every month that you have good attendance, you're going to earn a set amount of PTO. Your first year is 0.5 days. Mm-hmm. Your second year, when you hit your two-year two anniversary, is 0.75 yes. days. Yeah. On your fourth year, it's one day a month. And then on your ninth year, it's one and a quarter days a month. Nice. Right. So your first year, you could earn a total of six days plus your six preloaded days is 12 days. Plus your six paid holidays. Plus your six paid holidays. So between what you're given, what you earn, you can have up to 18 paid days off your first year here. Exactly. Which that's just, that's huge compared to what we used to have. Yep. Once you hit your two-year anniversary, you start earning the 0.75 days. That's nine days a year plus your six days. That's 15 paid days off plus your six paid holidays. That's 21 days off paid. Right. Right. Once you hit your four years, you go to one day a month, which is 12 days total, plus your six is 18, plus your paid holidays. Okay. So on and so forth. The way that you earn those days is for good attendance. Okay. That includes if we have a 5 a.m. start, you're out of the yard by six. If we had a 6 a.m. start, you would be out of the yard by seven. We give you an hour. You can't be back in the yard before three unless we call you in because of lack of work, meaning, you know, you went out and then at one o'clock you got a tummy ache and you're like, I'm bringing it in. Okay, well, that's fine. You can bring it in, but you're disqualified from your PTO earnings. That's just the way it's in place. The earned days are a reward for good attendance. Right. And that's it. You earn them. So I don't know if I made it worse or better explain <laughs> you, you know when you understand it it sounded perfectly clear jam I, right. I hope you know everyone can sit down with that sheet of paper that we gave you at orientation 
discuss what JR and Scooby and Pat have gone over at orientation and stuff like that. And, you know, I just want to kind of dive off into the weeds a little bit here, but you know, in having the extra drivers, because we talked about that last week and why we have to have them and whatnot, if you take the 140 drivers or 140 employees that we have here, I'm just doing employees, take that times uh, the six days per year that, that we're required to offer, that's 840 days worth of work that we need to cover. Someone is missing a, a, as a whole for 840 days, whether that's a driver, whether that's you know Joanne, whether that's myself, whether that's someone in the wash bay, a mechanic, you know, so if you take just in one year's time, so divide that by 365 days a year, we have to cover someone missing for 2.3 years if you look at it as just one person, wow. right? You know what I mean? So right. the numbers are staggering. So there's a reason, there's a method to our madness in why we do that. So that's a that's something kind of cool when you look at the numbers that way, I think. And I, I think some of that complication is is we really tried hard to please everybody. Right. And when you try to do that, things get a little complicated, you know? I mean, I, I think listening to you, Jam, I, one of the questions that pop in my head would be, can you bank those? Great question. So <clears throat> it depends what you mean by bank, right? So there's a few different things you could do at PTO. One of the things that <clears throat> we have in place is you cannot have more than 14 days on the books. Your days will roll over, but it's a max accrual of 14 days on the books. So let's say you saved up 12 days of PTO and you hit your one-year anniversary. You'll still have those 12 days on the books, but eventually you're going to have to do something because once you hit 14, you won't earn anymore. So you could either A, we call it cash them out, right? Some people call it sell it back, right? You could be like, hey, I want to get paid for two days of PTO and you don't actually take time off, right? Number two, well, number one, you would use them because we want you guys mm -hmm. to use them more than anything and take a break. Number two, you could sell them or cash them out. Number three, Jim and Dave have been so kind that they will allow you to deposit the, the cash value of those days into your 401k and match it 2%. So, Yeah, and I just want to <clears throat> emphasize on that, Jim. You hear horror stories from like these corporate people that have been at these massive companies that have thousands of employees and they had days on the books that if they don't use them by the end of the year, they lose them or whatever. And, you know, they were never notified. And it feels as though like the company is just reaching out and going, hey, they didn't use it. That's their idiots. We're taking it back. That has never been our intentions. I don't think that's ever happened here. I can firmly say that will never happen without you being notified and us giving you the opportunity to A, either take some time off, B, cash it out, or you know, C, plan the days, or you know what I mean? We're, that has never been our goal. You earned it, that is your money, that is for you to have, and we will always, always reach out. It has never been a goal of ours to get that back, so. I could speak on that because I actually managed the PTO program, and I've missed somebody's anniversary where <clears throat> or not even anniversary, I missed their, miss their max accrual where, you know, they didn't get their one and a quarter days or, you know, something happened and we just cash them out for them. You know, yeah. I'll call the driver and be like, or whoever, hey, <clears throat> you can only have 14 days on the books. You didn't earn PTO this month. You should have 15 and a quarter. But because of that, it stopped you at 14. 
do you want to just cash that out or deposit into your 401k or what do you want to do with it? So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. And even give them the opportunity if they if they're like, I didn't know that when right. I'll take a week off or I'll take a couple days, Great. you know, and, and there may not be days available with all the blackout dates that we've seen and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We'll always work with them. Absolutely. I mean, that's that the goal is that's your money. You earned it. You busted your butt for it. You get it somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah, it's a little bit on that, you know, that that free money. All you got to do is show up and, and do your work. Free money. And you and you get those days, and they're there for you to use to make you better. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Anything else, Jam, on that? Do you think we're missing on the power takeoff? <laughs> watch Man, your, watch your trailer when it comes out of the saddle. No, no right? I think that covers it. If you guys have any questions, just... Ask it and we'll answer it in next week's podcast about yeah. PTO or anything. But yeah. you know, speaking of PTO, if uh, I butchered it, I'll have to edit some of it because I screwed it up. But it'll sound okay when you get it. <laughs> so, so next on the list, if I'm reading this right, Jam, it's the TBHD. That would be the tarp button hold down too long. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, where'd you get your <laughs> right? I just put that first part together. Hey guys, we wanted to touch on it. We're having a lot of problems with tarps being broke, and um, the the company, I guess, Dave helped me out. They they switched to a newer motor last year or the, this year. The tarp company, yeah, the, yeah, the tarp company, which is a great motor. We kind of thought we had a mixture of different amperage uh, fuses um, or breakers in the trucks, and finding out even when we get the correct uh, fuse or breaker in there that it's still, if you hold that button too long, it is literally ripping the motor out of the front of the trailer or messing up the pulleys or breaking the chain. The Those new motors uh, are just good motors, you guys. They're really strong. They're doing their job. But you guys have to help us by taking your finger off that button. You know, we've heard several, you know, a painted line, a piece of tape, uh, zip you know, tie, zip tie, squelch on your CB. Exactly. You know, and, and then we, you know, basically said, if you can't watch that move, stop and watch it go in and out. Don't be doing it when you're driving, when you can't see it. You know, I know we, you know, coming out of winter, we drive a lot. We tarp and untarp a lot in the dark. So that's hard to see. We're, we're still doing it in the mornings here, but we need your help. Cause that that's, you're broke down. If your tarp's not working, you're broke down, you guys. And Yeah, we're having one to three tarps a day yeah. having to come to the yard because there's there's something broken. You know, I'll use that term for lack of a better term. But, yeah, it, there's something messed up on it. And, you know, part of that is last year is when they updated the motors. So we replaced 40 trailers that all got the new motors last year. This year they have the same motor. We got another 25 trailers plus three rock trailers, plus three more rock trailers last year. So what is that, 65, 70 plus trailers all have these new motors and it's an issue. I mean, it just truly is. And we talk about motor all the time and and I guess I want to super clarify and dive in there. Those are winch motors. Yeah, That is literally the same motor you get on a worn winch. It is a badass motor. I mean, you you can't stand up there and try and stop the tarp while someone is pushing against it. When someone's holding a button, you can't get up there and stop that motor. That's how badass it is. So we just need your help. And and I'm kind of noticing a lot of the brand new trailers this year, the 
when the tarp is rolled out and you're covering your load, once that tarp has stopped, just do yourself a favor, bump it back the other direction, just a bump or two and take the tension off of that motor. That motor, when it stops, it actually, you can actually watch it flex up. It's like flexing your muscle. You can't hold your muscle flexed for, for an hour and a half, but you can flex it and then release it. So once you've bottomed that tarp out, whether you're tarping or untarping, once you go all the way in, give it a bump back out. Once you go all the way out, just give it a bump back in. Just, just to take the tension off. It takes the tension off the front of the motor, takes the tension off where it's mounted to the trailer, takes the tension off the actual material itself, and uh, it, it'll just be easier on it. Now we still need it taut, or, or when I say tight, it, you know, it needs to be stretched out and covering the load. It can't be in a foot and a half. That's too much, but an inch, just to take the tension off, an inch and a half, two inches, it's just bumping that pressure back off, so. That's, yeah, and, that's and a big thing. It is, and we can, you know, driver error. A lot of our stuff is is driver error, and you know, you hear that word, oh, driver error. We're blaming you for it, you guys, and and you know, honestly, it's just a learning curve here that we have to go through by, you know, like Dave just said, taking the pressure off or or not holding it so long and all that kind of stuff. That's what that's how we need to train you guys to to be better because. We've gotten better equipment to help us all out, and that's the that's the end game is to to be better. So take your buttons off, you know, or take your fingers off the buttons, and that better winch motor will will help out. Yeah, and if you're having trouble, a lot of times it's because you're multitasking. You know, you're driving your truck and holding the button. You're turning now. All of a sudden, you can't see the pulley, or something happens. You don't want to hit something, but you never take your finger off the button, and next thing you know, you you ripped it out of its mount. It's kind of funny. It's a joint issue jam. And what I mean by that is it, it's a double-edged sword. When prior to us having all the automatic transmissions, we didn't have near the tarp problems. Why do you think that is? Because you had to shift gears. Right. right. You couldn't just sit. Now you have one hand on the wheel and one hand on the button and <laughs> you're just driving. Right? Before you had one hand on the wheel and you'd try and shift, you, were, you, you planned the areas where you were going to tarp and untarp. Right. So it, it, it yeah. We're... <clears throat> We're better multitaskers now, or are we worse? We could do more and pay attention to less. Absolutely. <laughs> How about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to throw one more thing out there. If you guys will help me with it, is um, you know, kind of like the the having automatic transmissions, it's easier to shift. The new trucks turn tighter, also, and we've had a lot of situations where we're pulling the wires out of the tarp plugs, and they become unplugged, and that's also you guys from turning too sharp. So again, a little bit of driver error. You know, if you have to turn sharp, you have to jackknife. Watch those wires out that back window. Watch your air hoses, all that. Right. That's when that stuff shows up. And you know, if your tarp, if you've turned sharp someplace or jackknifed into the bin, and then all of a sudden your tarp doesn't work, you know, check that plug, check that wire. You know, be be in charge of your situation and, and your surroundings. Help us out with that stuff. Absolutely. Like it. You know, al along with the tarps, Dave, I think I could jump a little bit. You know, when, when guys do call in to the shop and, and go over this stuff and they're asking for help, you know, we really do appreciate all the drivers chiming in because you guys are running into the situations when they happen. You know, like maybe, I don't know, like turning too sharp. Hey, I, I seen that happen. Or my, my windshield wiper, it, it quit work. And that was a conversation I was listening to the other day. And, and Chris was, you know, trying to go through the stuff. Hey, you know, shut your truck off. 
try to reset this, do different stuff like that. And we had four or five drivers jump on there and, and help out. And that was, God, that is so great. But here's the opposite thing that happens is one of the drivers suggested, I, I think actually it was John Moore I heard in there. So here, John, a little shout out to you. You know, he suggested tightening, tightening the nut that holds that wiper arm in place on the truck. And the first thing I thought of, John, is, you know, what if the driver tightens it too tight? What if he strips that bolt, you know, when, when maybe he thinks it needs to be really tight to make it work? And why did you think of that? Because <laughs> <laughs> that bolt has a cut side on it uh-huh. that only lets the wiper go on in one position, uh-huh. and it's super easy to do. So you yeah. thought of it because we've been that through it. That happened yep. before. <laughs> yeah. Lo- lots of times. You know, we've, we've even broke them out of the cowling jam on the, uh-huh. old, on the older trucks and the fiberglass. So, yeah, we're, we're, we need all the help we can get, but careful on what help you, you offer and make sure that, you know, the mechanics finish when they do that. You know, um, and and what they're getting to the problem because it's the wipers not working is simple but it's not a simple fix right sometimes it is sometimes it isn't that one was a a simple one and the driver was able to keep going he had the tools that we've provided he was prepared took some advice and it worked out great you know that was something like yesterday the scenario we're talking about gilbert in 0066 shout out to you buddy you kept uh think it was Blair that had the tarp problem I can't remember hmm. I want to say it was Blair that had the tarp problem and uh, he's like hey I'm I'm here at the McDonald's on 66 Sergio Portillo helped to jump in and and coordinated the like location and it, it was just it was kind of cool it was like a little dream team that came together and uh, Gilbert actually when when Blair got there identified that one of the wires was pulled out on the trailer side and I don't know if he was able to stuff it back in there or whatnot. I heard on the radio, I was walking into a meeting. Blair was able to tarp, I believe, his own truck. And uh, I don't know if he kept running for the rest of the day just by by moving that and getting tarped and untarped. But they were able to finish at least that load for sure, maybe the whole day. So it was a win-win all the way around. But definitely be cognizant of of that shop being able to finish uh, their question hit list with the driver prior to jumping in there. So it's a it, it's cool man it is awesome to see that culture and everyone involved and trying to help get everybody going that's exactly what i was going to say our culture is working but then there's a point where it might overwork <laughs> <laughs> yeah like anything else right yeah 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 exactly yeah why we're why we're talking about uh, stuff like that i didn't i didn't put it on your guys's list but i wanted to mention right quick with these automatic transmissions we call them an automatic transmission, but it is truly called an AMT, an automated manual transmission. It is the same transmission, well, not quite same. It's a new design of a geared transmission that still has a clutch. The hiccup is you guys don't push a clutch pedal in anymore. When you step on the brakes, that clutch pedal goes in in combination with knowing that the truck is stopped. It has all these sensors off the wheel ends for the ABS and stuff. So when you pull up to load at the pit, right? You're sitting there in line, you have your foot on the brake. That clutch is pushed in. If your foot is on the brake and you are still in drive, that clutch is pushed in. So visualize yourself sitting there. Back in the old days when we had manual transmissions that you had to push a clutch pedal in, the minute you were stopped, if there were five trucks in front of you, I guarantee you, you let that clutch out because you weren't gonna sit there with that clutch in the whole time. Well, what we're running into is we're kind of starting to 
to eat on some throwout bearings and some pilot bearings that are the the mechanical pieces that help that clutch stay in when it's in because it's easy to pull up and just sit somewhere with your foot on the brake because you already are. So my point is when you get to a location where you're going to sit for, if you're going to sit there for 30 seconds or a minute, put that truck in neutral. Just help the mechanical side of that, that clutch out and put it in neutral. Be cognizant. Think if you're sitting there in drive in an old truck or a, a geared truck, you would have to be sitting there with a the clutch pushed in and you wouldn't do that. I don't know anyone that would ever do that. Everyone would let the clutch out and sit there. So be cognitive and kick that truck into neutral if you're going to sit there. You know, five minutes with the clutch pushed in is a long time. And I know that happens a lot. It's something we really need to start working on. Yeah, that's, that's it's so confusing, Dave. Right. What you said. Right. I mean, that's worse I mean, than PTO. I mean, <laughs> I understood that more than a PTO. <laughs> I mean, I, I get everything you say because I have a comprehension of that old style transmission and holding your foot on it. You know, but to me, the whole the whole time you were saying that is, you know, the transmission sits in fourth gear, right? Sure. If you were driving a stick, what, what gear would you start out in? Not fourth gear. Not fourth <laughs> gear. And that's what that tries to do. It might default. So when you put it back into gear and you just got loaded, to, to, to make that transmission the best is you need to default it. You, you need to run it down to first gear because that's the way it should be ran. It's not truly automatic. Like you just said, we're, we're calling it automatic, but it's an automatically made manual transmission. Right. Well, wait a minute. It's just like my car. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a clutch pedal in my car. It's an automatic. You also have a torque converter. <laughs> and a lot of Big difference, right, Jim? Yeah. And a lot of fluid, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so I, I guess... You know, the purpose of, of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet. We're trying to touch you right now right. and explain to you how you can make our equipment better and you can be better. This is going to be, we hope you stay with us forever, but if you go to another driving job, it's going to be harder and harder to find a, a manual transmission. This is going to make your your next transmission and your next truck better yeah. if you understand how to do this and we talk to so many guys right and we don't want you to leave but your whole goal is to own your own truck this will make your own truck if you get to that stepping stone last forever yeah if you could afford a new truck with automatic transmission <laughs> right that, that's true yeah. too Jim. i'm not sure yeah. we can anymore the way yeah. the prices went up well, that's, you know, this is what we talk about all the time, more education. You know, we touched on at the beginning of the podcast with the truck driving schools. I don't think the truck driving schools have, auto, well, they have to because you're getting automatic uh, endorsements on your on your license. So that was about to be a stupid comment. But anyway, yeah, it, it's more education, right? Yeah. We're just, we're, we're always educating. It's our job to help you be better and to be the best that we can be. We have to continue to talk about it. It's it's evolution. Yeah. Yeah, you bring it up that, you know, sooner or later, everything's going to be automatics. Yeah. And I had a guy on Facebook comment. We had a, a Facebook ad run, and all he commented was like, all they have is automatics. Like, that was his comment. And it's like, so, first of all, it's not true, but so what? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, what are you driving that it's not automatic at this point? <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, the manufacturer's jam, it's getting to the point to get a manual transmission, you're going to have to practically order it. Wow. Yeah, and that's all based on fuel mileage. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, having a better driver that any driver could drive it. 
you know, just all of the things so combined. Does the EPA have a hand in that when you're talking about better fuel mileage? So they're probably mandating. Well, if they're mandating, your truck has to get a certain amount of fuel mileage. Well, it's kind of have to so automatic to do it. If you just take across the board, this is a general statement. Our trucks that are automatically shifted get better fuel mileage than the trucks that you have to shift. And that's a general blanket statement. Mm-hmm. If you have a great driver in one of those manual transmissions, he can meet or exceed what the automated transmissions do. But as a general statement, the majority, or not the majority, the average person isn't as good as that automated transmission. I'm looking at fuel mileage right now on Samsara, and it looks like 004, Richard Garul, who's actually in a 13-speed, only... How far? Well, in 2,000 miles, he's got 7.1 miles per gallon. Okay. But all the next trucks are automatics. Yeah. So the funny part about that, do you know why that truck is a single drive? It's lighter. Or why Why is it a single drive? Yeah. Why do you think we went with single drives? Fuel mileage. And weight. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right. right? So those trucks, if you get to any big fleet like... Uh, who who is it? I never say the name right. Out of New Mexico, Ma- P- Masaya Masaya Valley. Yeah, it looks like if if oh, the way I pronounce it, MSV? I say Masilla, but I know that's not right. Masia Masia Masia, right? Yeah. Every truck they own is a single drive. Jeff. Oh wow! Tandem axle, single drive. That fleet is the benchmark for fuel mileage. They are the bar, man. They uh. have done and invested in every every ounce of fuel mileage that they can and i if i'm not mistaken i'm spouting numbers out here i shouldn't before i google it but i thought as a fleet they averaged between 10 and 12 miles per gallon yeah i've 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 heard the same thing and i I just want to jump in there dave and and when you ask about the government and the epa and all that kind of stuff so when we're talking about fuel mileage what are we doing dave what what is the whole goal about fuel mileage well, it's multifaceted for us. I mean, we want to save the money, especially right now at, oh my God, $5 a gallon, right? We want to help, you know, drive down and look better for the EPA and less carbon in the air. Because right? more better fuel mileage, less fuel burnt, right? less emissions. Absolutely. That is the whole goal. Yep. You know, that, yeah. And, that, and that, that's what it leads down to is, is greenhouse gases and the whole, the whole EPA program that they have out and the and the carb and all of that absolutely is, is and that's one way to build that yep yep uh, another fun fact right here tony martinez from april 27th to may 4th he has the best fuel miles per gallon average what at 5.8 hmm. yeah but when i look at the other list it's like 6.8 i wonder vehicle yeah, when when I did the fuel report for the for the first quarter, Jim, which is always probably our worst quarter because we idle so much because of the cold weather and stuff. But I think we were six point five. Did I tell you, Dave? Six point six point three. I might as, buy six three. Actually, as, as a as a fleet, I can't go off. Um, it's a different report. Looking at the truck, I think the truck reports more accurate because they may have different drivers. And that comes down to truck assignments in Samsara and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, the highest fuel miles right now is 7.1 and 004. And then it's 6.9, 6.8. You know, yeah, and I, 
Nice job, chunks, guys. Yeah, I think yeah. that sounds. I mean, if we were yeah. six three for the quarter, that would be the average yeah. jam across there. Because you have like the bulkers that set and idle and unload. They ruin our our fuel mileage as such. And the rock trailers. And the rock trailers because they're yeah. they're sitting there. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a great number. But again, we can be better. It's weird that the reports are different. I have to look into that and understand it more. Sorry. Yep. Hey, and then I I think you got any more on your list that you wrote in there, Dave? Or, no, just to move on to scaling. Yeah, I just want to. So this is where we're we're going to kick you guys in the shins. You know, we're gonna we're gonna smack your hands and all that kind of stuff. We need to get a scale ticket at all the dairies. You know, it's just like every place we go. Do we not need a scale ticket no matter where? You guys, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, Coors is a bit of a, a strange beast. You right. know, it's 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 eccentric and. There's some issues with it, but, you know, that's the reason it pays a little more and is a little better haul and whatnot. But we not only have to scale at Coors when we get our load, but we need to scale at the dairies when we dump our load. And, I mean, it's our understanding that grain, what they're paying for it, I mean, it's it's like race fuel for a race car. It's very expensive, and it, it just helps those cows out so much. And I know that kind of sounds corny, but when you talk to a dairyman, we're delivering race fuel for their cows, and they truly are. I mean, we learned so much about about cattle when we started hauling that Coors grain. It blows my mind. I mean, the whole magnet story in the stomachs, I thought that was BS when I learned that was true. I was like, what? Anything can happen. But anyway, uh-huh. I want to clarify here. Every dairy we go to has a scale. When you get there, you need to scale in, loaded, go dump, and then scale out empty. There are only six dairies that do not have scales. In alphabetical order here, we have Carpio Gill, Carpio Kersey. That's kind of a coincidence. Two places owned by the same person, right? Weird. Carpio Gill, Carpio Kersey. There is no scale. Then we have good old Frank Silva, no scale. LW Dairy, no scale. Mile High, no scale. And the last one is Walpole. No scale. So every other dairy we go to has scales. You must scale in and scale out and, and have a scale ticket there. All the dairies have said they are no longer going to pay. This has been an ongoing struggle for us. Even if we have a Coors scale ticket, even if we show them proof of route with our timestamp on it that shows you are at the dairy, they have been adamant that that is not proof of delivery. Well, we all know we didn't drive out there at $5 a gallon fuel not to leave them the grain <laughs> right? And, and give them every ounce of it because we need to go grab a load of gravel or sand or whatever. So anyway, we are asking, begging, pleading, and telling you we will not be paid, i.e. you will not be paid, if you don't start scaling at every scale. I know it's time-consuming. I know it's a pain in the butt, but it's part of the job. It's just what we do. It has to happen. So again... There are scales at every dairy with the exception of Carpio Gill and Kersey, Frank Silva, LW Dairy, Mile High, and Walpole. Also, too, if you're hauling Coors and you're confused about anything, please get with us. Get with JR. Get with Scooby. We have an amazing Coors book that we can give you that tells you where the scale is, where the paperwork is, how to use the scale, where to dump the grain, how to do all of that. I mean, we have spent years. Super Dave has creating this book and we will gladly give you one it is no big deal we will gladly give you a book that will tell you where to scale in or if there's no scale so 
Yeah, and just to, to follow up on that, Dave, um, we hear a lot, I forgot. Right. right? Yeah. I forgot. Why so, is there a scale at the dairy? I forget. That you drove past. Right. I forget. <laughs> I, I don't know. I forgot. I drove in and saw a scale. What's that for? So, you know. Cows. They weigh cows on that. <laughs> That's a cow scale. <laughs> maybe it's part, to, maybe they have a PTO. That's a know. critter scale. <laughs> Come weigh some critters. Uh, but, but this isn't part of our culture. But here's, here's, the, here's the low road reaction. Well, I forgot to scale. Well, we forgot to pay you this week. <laughs> right? Could you imagine if we forgot to pay you? It's important, but we just forgot to pay you. So Didn't know it was Friday. Right? Didn't know it was Is it Friday, Dave? Guess it's Tuesday. Oh, Friday. yeah. Maybe, maybe we should pay you. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the excuse that we're getting, and it sounds as, as stupid or... or not well thought of is us telling you, hey, we just forgot to pay you. Well, now the dairies, because it is race fuel, it is expensive to pay for, they're paying a fuel surcharge, all these things are happening. Is it so much for them to ask the, of proof that they got the load? Absolutely. I mean, are they not just doing their job and we can't do our job? So what have they done? They have to threaten us. They've literally threatened us, you guys. Because you can't do your jobs? You know, and, this... And do you think the delivery on that grain has gone up with the fuel surcharge? Oh, exactly, Dave. That's what, I, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, they're paying you know? like 27 more percent on the delivery because of the fuel surcharge. They have to know they've got that product. Yeah, right? yeah. But it just, it's, 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 uh, it's not part of the culture. It's not part of the brotherhood, the sisterhood, the energy, the, all the stuff to be threatened. Right. You know, and, and that's what they're doing at this point. So no, no one likes that. So we got to turn around and pass the threat on and go, if we don't have a scale ticket, you guys aren't getting paid either. And you know what? Probably the first person that says, I forgot and doesn't have a scale ticket, we'll all go to bat. We'll try to get the load paid for. And of course, you'll get paid for because that's not our culture. Mm-hmm. But don't make our culture and don't make us have to make those choices, you guys. Do your job, get a scale ticket, please. Good point. Yeah. Auto auto inflation system jam or? Dave, you wanna? Yeah. No, during some of these uh, culture meetings, we were uh, meeting with the new guys, like we've mentioned several times here. We kind of pick on a few items with them as far as you know, how did the trainer teach you to dump? What did he teach you to look for? We're pretty vague when we ask the questions, you know, because we, we want to hear them say, well, the first thing I do is turn around and look out the window. You know, we're not ever going to ask them, what are you looking at when you dump when you're, while you're looking out the back window? Because that's just leading them. Right. Or just point blank asking, hey, do you look out the back window when you dump? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get that head bobbing. Of course I do, you know. And <laughs> so we always like to lead that vague question and go, what are some of the dumping procedures? You know, what's something that's important? So uh, along with dumping procedures that we talk about, one of the questions we have is the auto inflation system. Everyone seems to know that it's air related on the trailer. Everyone seems to know that if the light comes on during the day, it's an issue. But we, what we wanted to talk about was how to test it. And because uh, if you don't ever see the light, it's kind of one of those things. If you don't ever see the light come on, it's just a situation where well, you don't know if it's working, you know, and it is so critical to all the trailers, all the aluminum trailers that have single wheels on them. 
those trailers are actually so, or those tires are actually so badass when they run low, which is the number one leading cause of blowouts is when they're low on air, they build heat. And, and we're, I'm, I'm kind of getting off the cuff here, but for every one pound of air that tires low, it picks up two degrees of heat. So if you have a tire that's 20 pounds low on air, it's running 40 degrees hotter than the tire next to it or across from it or whatever. Really significant on those super singles because they are building so much heat in the sidewalls. Over the history of time here, we've actually had two tires light on fire. They've been ran so low so long, they lit on fire. We're melting to the ground and was melting the aluminum on the trailer until either the fire department showed up or, you know, in one case we had a... a kind of a, a, well, it was asphalt specialties up on I-25 near their yard. They oh. actually had a water truck going by and stopped and put the tire out, you know, which saved our ass because the other trailer, it was literally melting and there was nothing we could do about it. You know, the the driver was in, you know, kind of hysterical, like, I don't know what to do. And, you know, we've been in those situations and we're like, hey, grab your shovel. If you're on the shoulder of the road, try and throw some dirt on it, smother the fire, you know, get get the oxygen out of it and stuff. So, that auto inflation system is very, very important. I urge you to test it every day and be sure that light comes on and functions. We've got about three different versions of how to test that. I'll start with the old school way because we had no other way to test it other than to take the line where it comes off of the tire and into the hub. You can't get it off of the tire unless you take it off of the hub first. So you unscrew it from the hub, then you take the line off of the tire, off of the valve stem. Then you have to screw it back into the hub and actually take your fingernail or a pencil tip or a pocket knife and press in that Schrader valve because it has a Schrader valve on it, just like a bicycle tire or a car tire would. Press it in and let some of the air leak out of there for a little while. And it's going to take probably 10 to 15 seconds and then it'll trigger that light. I want to back up and say the only way to trigger that light is you have to be completely full of air. I suggest the truck running. Trailer brakes released, but tractor set. We don't ever want to sit somewhere with no brakes set. So tractor set, trailer brakes have to be released. And you have to be over 90 PSI. So full air tanks, trailer brakes released, over 90 PSI. Go back. Old school version, and I don't even know if we have any of these left, you guys. Take that airline off the hub. Take it off of the wheel. You have to screw it back on the hub and then press that Schrader valve in. Hold it for 5-10 seconds, the light should come on. If it never comes on, you hold it for a minute, ride it up. We've got to get that fixed. It's imperative. So, Step number two, we updated, thought it would be better. And these, I don't even know if we have any of these left, but that same hub. And I always like to test the left front hub, the one on your lift axle. Not because it's on the lift axle, it, you're just closest to it, right? It's the one you stand on when you climb in the trailer, you're just there. Closest one when you're doing a walk around to get to the first axle. Where that airline hooks up to the hub, we actually put what's called a gator or what looks like a valve stem sticking out. You can literally just push the end of that cap in and hold it. Again, trailer brakes released, tractor brakes set, over 90 PSI, truck running. Press that in, let air leak out of that for 5, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. If you're not getting a light, continue holding it. Time yourself. Be sure you do it for at least a minute. If that light never comes on, you got to write it up. Thirdly, and I haven't even seen these, so I'm sure someone will correct, correct me or let Jam know or whatever, but all the new trailers is my understanding. You have to go under the trailer, 
right in front of the front axle. That's where the box is that has the PSI system in it. Again, this is my understanding, so bear with me. There should be a valve there that you literally just twist. The minute air comes out of it, there is no wait time. I guess instantly when you let air out, that light comes on and, and you're good to go. You know it's functioning. So those are the three scenarios of how to test those PSI systems. And uh, it's important. I mean, air is the number one killer of tires. When you see all these blowouts, everyone just immediately thinks, oh, my recap came apart. Oh, it was a recap. Oh, it was a recap this. Yeah, it may have been a recap because it's a little more susceptible to air pressure and heat because you've glued two pieces of rubber together versus melted and bonded in one with a virgin tire. So yeah, air pressure, number one killer of tires. That's the reason running in the single scenario that we do. That's the reason we run the self-inflation system. So it's a great system. It'll get you somewhere. It'll help you out. You know, you got to pay attention to that light being on all day. Uh, or during the day while you're traveling. If that light comes on at nine in the morning and you haven't seen it all day, you got a problem. You need to pull over, you need to check it, not run 20 more miles and get where you're going. I strongly urge you to pull over very soon because all the flex in those sidewalls carrying that up to 20,000 pounds on that axle, it's significant. It will create so much heat you can't, I mean, think about it. You're literally lighting a tire on fire from friction. That's that's a lot. That's pretty damn hot. So, also yeah. a good idea if that if that lights on when you're in the yard, don't leave yet. Ah, oh, great so, point, Jim. We've yeah, heard to go off. That's almost like duh. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't say that. Of course, but yeah. We got guys every day that'll go out with that strobe flash and like, oh, it'll turn off. Yeah, probably will. But what if it doesn't? Now right. You got to come back. Right. So. Yeah, just so many. You know, here's all this technology. Here's all the good stuff, and here's all the things that 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 brings us yeah yeah it's it's always always education you know it goes back to like the weight gauges right we're always we're always talking about something and trying to teach yeah yeah definitely can't we can keep up but we can't teach enough right you know what i mean with yeah 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 Yeah, and a lot of people get tired of hearing it i I know i don't get tired of preaching of i just get tired of preaching right you know what i mean but it's it's that how else do you educate and get better? If you don't share your knowledge, no one's going to be any better because we've, we've learned it through experience. Yeah, and you just gave a ton of information out, Dave. Great stuff, you know, and all the, and we're passionate about it because it cares. We care. It's safety and all that stuff. And then, you know, Jam reminds you about the light because we missed something. Yeah. You know, how, <laughs> totally. how important is that? Totally. I would say sometimes you need to hear things every day yeah <laughs> you know, yeah no no doubt to, no doubt you guys yeah i want to jump into uh safety scores real quick some of our drivers are super super interested in where they're at and where they rank and stuff like that napa signano is one of them he's got 100 jesse baeza he didn't have quite the miles there yet he was out 100 there was uh another guy i can't remember i could probably pull up the list but <clears throat> great job guys if you want to see your safety score please do not I repeat, do not download Samsara Driver. That will log you into the ELD system, and then you'll be driving around town getting violations everywhere you go if you don't know how to use it. Oh, wow. Plus, we're only allowed a certain amount of ELD users with Samsara. So I've put this out on Bamboo, but if you have questions, come see me. The way to log in to see your safety score would be the same way you log in to look at videos we send you. You go to cloud.samsara.com backspace driver <clears throat> that'll last for our fleet rd 
fleet ID, which is JFW-Corp. It'll ask for your username, and most of this is auto-populated, which would be your first letter of your first name and your last name, and then you'll have to come see me for the password because I don't want to <laughs> put the password out for everybody. Then you could change your password. You could you know, create your own, whatever you got to do, but that's how you would log in and see where your safety score is at. We got some guys that are doing great, and then we got some guys that aren't doing so hot. The guys that aren't doing so hot, I'm going to try to get with you this week to show you what it looks like to be at the bottom of 119 people. That can't feel good. We need to get those scores up. <laughs> need, need a little help. Need a little love. We, we need to do a better job together, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that's not a point the finger jam, right? No. I mean, that's to, to educate and go, hey, these are some causes, right? right? This is the effect. Right. How do how do we how do we raise that bar? Yes, you've painted a much better picture yeah. than I did. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be great to have no one under? It's funny. I hear the numbers like up to a hundred, right? A hundred is perfect, right? And I just associate it with like school, right? Mm -hmm. Ninety to a hundred is an A driver. <clears throat> That's where we want, right? Yep. Eighty to ninety is a B driver, mm -hmm. and 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 I'm not trying to paint a picture. I mean, we may have half the fleet at at eighty. I don't I don't know. I haven't I haven't dove into that, so I hope right. I'm not getting off here, but. You're close. If you're in like a sixty something, you're a you're a D student, right? Is that yeah? We I mean, don't is that have a true statement, we, or yeah. I mean, if you're at sixty, we need to we need to pull you in right now and see what's going on. Okay. Our bottom score, I'm pulling them up right now, is about a seventy four, ah. which is the bottom. Seventy two is our bottom score. Okay. <clears throat> and that's in red. When you hit eighty and you're in the, you're in the green, we want everybody above ninety. Gotcha. Yep, but we have a couple guys that are 72, 73, 75, 77, and it's all from speeding everywhere and following too close. Yeah. Yeah. So we so, got so we got some C students like I was in school and you know with a little studying, they yeah. can they can be B students and Absolutely. and when when we when we have a bunch of B students, we're better. And then of course there's going to be the 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 overachievers that are really just crushing it you know always going to be that guy One, two, three, dang overachievers four, right <laughs> guy or gal or girl yep. or person or driver yep. right yeah 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 absolutely oh, we have seven drivers and and keep in mind so anybody who drives a truck is considered a driver so all the mechanics are in there hmm. which isn't fair because they're all going to have a score of 100 because they moved the truck from the red lot to the shop I hope you don't get a violation between the 100 <laughs> yards, right? But out of 118 people that are driving trucks, we have seven people in the red. That's, wow. that's pretty impressive, yeah. Jim. Yeah. Right? We that, are, we, that are C students. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty darn impressive. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we should celebrate that, but how, how, do, how do we celebrate it? You know, how do, we, how do we pass that on that we have that many times? It's like hitting the gate. We went through the gate 5,000 times, and we hit it once. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, why aren't we celebrating that we have ninety-seven people in the sure. green, right? Right. You know. So let's celebrate it right now. Great job, everyone. Well, Woo! Not, not everybody's go. in the green because then <laughs> eighty to ninety is yellow. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. All right. And we okay. Have, well, we have so, ninety-seven people that aren't in the red. So right. yellow and green make blue. <laughs> we have right. a bunch of people in the blue if we combine everybody. So 86. Uh, Number eighty-six to one nineteen is no 83 no 80 85 to 119 so 15 like 30 something drivers or a plus wow, wow that's yeah. great great yeah. job everyone yeah, yeah. yeah so. good good job you guys yep 
Good but, stuff. All part of the culture. You, you know, and it, here's here's as a person who like for Jim and I, when something bad happens and goes south, right, and we're we're in court or we're being at a deposition because of our company of a negligent accident that happened to take those cameras and gather that information mm-hmm. and have the knowledge that right now, Jam, you're doing exactly what we had hoped the cameras would do. They've been in, you know, depending on what truck got them at what time, a week to 30 days. Well, yeah. all the trucks are can't complete now yeah. with the cameras. You're gathering that information and, you know, we can have Scooby and JR and Pat do as many ride-alongs as we want right. based off of a four-wheeler that called in, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when when we have one of our safety team ride with you, you're the best you can be, right? right? You're not going to drive like a jerk. You're not going to flip people off. You're not going to be aggressive because <laughs> right. you've got someone looking over your shoulder. And that's what's great about the cameras. No one's looking over your shoulder. You're responsible for yourself, you know, and, and you're going to take before something happens, those seven people and get with them and educate them so we're as a company better. That's just that is, is that not just dream come true, Jim? Yeah. That's amazing. We're not waiting for the phone call from a four-wheeler going, "Your driver almost killed me. You're always speeding here." Or, you know, all the phone calls we've gotten over the years. Right. Just what a great deal. Would you you know, that's kind of another question. Has the cameras lowered our call-ins? Too I, soon to tell. I kind of feel it has. I mean, I just don't have the I just don't have the data of where our call-ins were at before. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I mean, we did have one the other day, but we talked about it in the podcast, and that right. was from another truck driver who right. also wasn't courteous. But our safety score as a company is a ninety-two. Wow! Right, wow. and that's that just is... based on our Samsara settings. You sure, know what I mean, but what we feel is important. You know, yeah. we're a ninety-two as a company. You created those settings based off of what Samsara suggested. They had defaults the that I didn't feel were accurate for what we do. Gotcha. You know, we changed the light speeding to carry no weight, whereas sure. Samsara had a carrying weight. So we feel if somebody's doing zero to five miles an hour over the speed limit, that's okay. Sure. You know, we changed the five to 10 miles an hour to hold a little bit of weight. 10 to 15 will carry more weight, and then over 15 carries even more weight. Right. Right. <clears throat> and then things like following too close, I think we made that count more than Samsara had a count. Speed and space. Those speed are the, and space. You know, those you, are we just two, went over it this morning, yeah, right? Distracted driving is going to beat you up. Yep. You know, so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we could even play with that more. Uh, but I think this is a good starting place for where we're at. But, yeah, I mean, we could walk into a card room and be like, we have a safety score as a 92 company-wide. Right. There's seven people we're trying to improve. And right. the guy that had the accident, this is what his driving looks like. He was a good, safe driver. And we have a video that the accident wasn't his fault. Right. So. Yeah, what a great yeah. What yeah. a great thing, man. It just, that's what you want to be better. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's where, again, the brotherhood, the sisterhood, the brethren, that's our, that's our picture. That's yeah. our snapshot, 92%. Yeah. You know, and I guess my thought on that is companies that don't have this, Companies that aren't taking that leap forward and, and trusting in technology and being better, they're not going to be yeah. here, right? We're, we're, we're on that cusp of how we do it and the way things are and, and how we're moving forward is almost ensuring our future, it, what, you know? What was the Dave's quote? What was Super Dave's quote at the end? Yeah, when you stop growing. You stop changing, 
you're finished. When you're finished changing, you're finished. Yes. When you're yeah. finished changing, you're finished. Is, yeah. is that not? Yeah. yeah, we're evolving. It's evolution, man. We're, we're, and we're moving forward with it. And there are those companies out there that won't and don't, and they won't be here. You've asked, you just asked if the cameras have curbed our call-ins. I'll tell you what it has curbed. It's curbed our following distance being too close. Right. You know, we've, we've seen some drivers like, holy cow, like, this is how you drive down the road. And we show them, and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I need to back up. Yeah. You know, so it's changed that. I think it's slowing some guys down a little bit. You know, it's cut down on distracted driving because what's cool about the cameras, it gives them an audible coaching alert in the cab right. where sometimes we don't even know. I've had drivers come to me and apologize. Hey, you know, sorry, I got this alert earlier. I'm like, man, I didn't yeah. know about that. You know, so the camera is actually doing a lot of the work for us, which is nice. Oh, totally, Jam. I'm just waiting for you to finish talking. Jim's youngest daughter, Erica, rock star, by the way, her and James. Uh, anyway, she has a quote. She, I, <laughs> she just cracks me up. It's a game changer. Hmm. She says that all the time. Oh, that's a game changer. This is a game changer, you know. Those cameras are a game changer, and yep. no one really realized, and I didn't until really just now. It's almost an epiphany, right? We talk about being proactive all the time, right? Super Dave, got to be a Boy Scout. Be prepared. Be proactive. Be ahead of the curve. We, we, I mean, we have preached that for 25 years at least. The old cameras we had, they were reactive. Right. We went to those cameras after an incident, mm-hmm. after we got a call in, right. after we had an issue. These cameras, they're teaching and learning, and they're coming to us and going, yes. we got a problem. Right. We've got this person following too close. We've got this person stopping too hard. We've got this person speeding. Where the other cameras, we would have an incident, and then we would have to go to them. Right. These, they're, they're gathering that information Before. immediately. Yeah, so these cameras make us proactive. So we can fit. I mean, it's I'm just, My exact like, words man. yesterday to that driver with the harsh turn, I was like, if you keep driving like that, you're going to have an accident. Right. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, well, I probably will look to see where my trailer <laughs> is from that one. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, if you're following at less than a second away from a car in front of you. Over 45 miles an hour. Over Got to throw that in yeah, there. You will not be able to stop one day. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and it might not be tomorrow. It's the one day. Right. Yeah. And the one day is going to be bad. Yep. Be, could be your last day. It could be the person's in front of you last day. And yep. always pretend that's your mom or your wife or your daughter or your sister yeah. in that car. I always say, you, you follow my family like that. We're going to fight. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, yep. final thoughts, guys? Yeah, I want to jump in just because I started with that. You know, that could be your mom in that car. Mm-hmm. This weekend is Mother's Day. Everybody take some time Sunday and in, enjoy. You know, hopefully your mom is still here with you and you can get to step back and enjoy time with family and just enjoy. That's yeah. that's what Mother's Day is about. We all have one. Yep. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here, right? right. Might not be the one we wanted. You know, <laughs> seriously, some people yeah. are in that situation, right? They may have one that wasn't there for them and someone else raised them or whatnot. But right. yeah, Good might, have, might have that one that stepped up that's, that's yes. didn't have you. Absolutely. Guess, right, Dave? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. May not have came out of you, but... You're theirs, right? Yep, yep, yep. Definitely feel that. Yet, uh, so by the way, happy Mother's Day to every mother that works here. Yep, there you go. Yeah, there you. Good job, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I talked to 
talked to Veronica this morning and, and uh, mom of six, yeah. you know, and she's got one, I think, graduating. She's got one going to continuation from junior high to, to, to high school, has one coming out of preschool into, uh, you know, grade school and how busy and stuff yeah. like that. And they were talking about working out and taking them to the, to the rec center and stuff like that. Just all good stuff, you yeah. know, just all all family. Veronica you know. is a rock star. Her yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I missed his name this morning and we Alonzo. talked about it, Alonzo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anytime you talk to them, those two are so positive, so pleasant, so happy, and they're engaged. You know, they, they've, they've brought stuff to us on the podcast. They've, you talk to them about their kids. They know what's going on. They right. are, they are truly <clears throat> a family, you know, and that's just, that's so impressive to see. It's so, you just, you see them and you smile, you know? Yeah, good people. Yep. What I like about that family, specifically Veronica and Alonzo, I did meet some of the kids, but Alonzo was uh, a concrete worker uh-huh. and pretty good at it from what I understand. A lot of stamped and colored and, wow. you know, he's not, you know, I'm sure he could finish whatever you wanted and that's been his trade forever and he loves it, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Veronica came over here straight out of school and became a truck driver and Alonzo is now following in Veronica's footsteps because he spent a lot of time here. He had a shoulder injury, and uh, he spent a lot of time in the truck with Veronica, and he's like, wow, this is actually pretty good. He knows our culture. He knows us. (laughs) I mean, he's been in the truck where she's been stuck, and he's had to help get her. Like, you know, the whole, I mean, he knows more about JFW coming into it probably than anybody we've hired before he right. knows everything he, he knows how to do axon yeah you know what i mean so i just think it's really cool she kind of paved the way yeah for for alonzo over here and i think that's great yeah so yeah. I, I mean i love it that you go out there and they both call you by name right you know so i i won't forget alonzo i yeah. appreciate that yeah yeah i mean kind of the final thoughts and i i was just i grabbed my my jfw uh, driver truck list and and we updated you guys and and try to stay with it i don't know if i have the latest update because mine mine's a month old and i'm sure there's been some changes but when you my final thought here when you talk about you know touching everybody or seeing everybody here there's there's so many names on here you guys and i i, I mean i just in the trucks we got 97 names to to read and that doesn't count the office or the wash bay or the shop and all that kind of stuff you know and I'm just quickly looking through the names and, you know, like Dennis Lopez and Nat and James and Mike and Vincent, John, Francisco, Rodrigo, you know, Veronica, we mentioned Rudy and Serge and you jump over to the, to the West yard, you know, or, or how about, I haven't seen Paco in a while or, or Tufu or Jeremy, you know, Adam, uh, Gilbert. I think I seen Gilbert the other day, Jack Domenico. I haven't talked to Jack, you know, I haven't seen Jack, uh, uh, Oquindo Mejia and, and, you know, and then you, and then you do get to the West yard, but how about like Bob and Chris and Troy, Dwayne, uh, both the Dwayne's Rick, you know, there's just so many guys, Zeus. I haven't talked to Zeus for a while, Tina, Ron, you know, and, and there's just so many names. And I guess that's my, my final thought is again, you know, um, it's not that I'm sorry. It's just that there's a lot going on and life gets in the way and I'd, I'd like to like to holler at all you guys you know it's funny my final thought and yours are very similar jim uh <clears throat> just this last week 
I've failed a lot, a few more phone calls than usual of guys or girls that feel forgotten. You know, like nobody's invisible here. So I guess for me, I, I am going to apologize because I feel like maybe I've changed a little bit in the last six months or something. It's funny, when you guys hired me, I'll never forget this, you told me we're feeling a little wore out. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are these guys talking about? How do you get wore out? JFW is great, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's easy to get wore out serving, you know, and it's not because I don't like it. I do like serving. And when I know somebody's having a problem, I, I love to help them, you know. But somewhere along the line in the last six months or so, my fuse has gotten a little shorter or my willingness may have decreased a little bit. But that's not who I really am. So I feel like I am that person that does want to help you. And if you feel invisible or you feel like I haven't given you the, the proper acknowledgement or something like that, come talk to me. I'd love to talk to you and help you out any way I can. And, you know, I am busier now than I was probably last year. I am at my desk more, <clears throat> but I need to get out and talk to you guys a little bit more and just always know that my door is open for you and I'd love to help you. That, that desk can become an anchor, can oh, it, Jim? Nuts. I mean, my last year... I, <laughs> I can't believe how much desk time right. I am just there. And it's like, I walk in in the morning and I have this list in my head. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to yeah. do this. And I'm working on that. And I, I am not seeing anyone. I, I have to get out, out yeah. of that desk. So. Uh, anchor is a great description. Yeah. Forget when it was, I got up from my desk three times to make it to the shop and I couldn't make it. I'm like, Oh shit. I need to go. Right. Yeah. All right. Let me go to the shop. Oh, now I forgot to do this, you know? And, it, it is it is an anchor sometimes. So. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, not not to butt back in there, but you know, I just I'm still looking at the list. You know, I, <laughs> you I should see, just read the whole thing, right? <laughs> right. Um, They're never ending, Jim. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, Everyone, I, all of the drivers are rock stars. Yeah, yeah, and you, you know the night coors, you know, and Jason. I luckily see Jason because he comes in, say hey once in a while. Right. I can't remember the last time I seen Charlie. Yeah, right. you know, Months. And we, yeah, and we haven't done our. You know, ice cream social or anything like that, or the little touch, and it does help when they come in. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. You know, so there's the. You know, thank you for speaking up. If 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 you're one of those guys that are that are speaking up or or gals and and like Jam says, if you if you're feeling forgotten, thank you for letting us know you're feeling forgotten. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good stuff, you guys. Hi guys, that was a long one. It's a record. No wow. way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, ho hopefully you guys enjoy listening. That we're not, <laughs> yeah. we're just not dragging it out. I mean, I guess some feedback. If if they're too long, holler at us. If uh, you if you guys are getting a kick out of it, holler at us because we, we can stop the truck soon because I got pee. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not there yet. Just just sit down and be quiet. We need to, yeah. we need to button this up. <laughs> this would be a good fair play and back podcast. <laughs> right. Right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See yeah, you next thanks, week. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of the week. Yep.